Street Fighters. Welcome. Sunday night, time for a street fight. We're doing it every single week. We're here to take your calls. That number to dial is 614-412-5252. If you want to get in, you got to get in early. I think it's already full right now. Uh, call about 1030 uh, to make sure you get in there. Uh, we will be taking your stories about small business tyrants, military recruiters, trip stories, or anything else that's on your mind. We'll give you advice, too. Uh, we are Street Fight. We've been doing this on the airwaves in WCRS for seven years now, taking your calls for almost a year uh, here in the studio, the Free Press Studios in downtown Columbus, Ohio. We are a part of the Pacifica Radio Network. If you're in the 614 area code, you can find us on 92.7 or 98.3. It's the best radio there is inside 270. We've got all kinds of labor rights issues, um, Indian uh, Bollywood music, we've got uh, hip-hop, we've got reggae, we've got uh, rock. Everything you want to hear is happening on WCRS, and you can find more of that at WCRSFM.org. You'll be able to also listen live to the stream of any of the, radio, the uh, shows that are playing. And there's a gigantic archive of Street Fight shows, the largest in existence. Uh, so if you can't do that, uh, we are broadcasting live on Twitch, Facebook, YouTube right now. Thank you for showing up and watching the show. Uh, I will put silly gifts up on the screen to entertain you so you're not just watching us talk. Uh, we've been doing the show now, like I said, for seven years. We're working on uh, getting rid of all hierarchies and flattening, flattening the earth, and we need help from all y'all, and it's been growing and uh, going in a great direction. I'm happy with where we're at, Brian, but I'm also happy to go on this tour so we can take a break. Yeah, a break from doing a call-in show. Right. It's with, not really a break. It's not. It's a lot more work. Yeah. The call-in show is way easier than doing a tour. It's an intense two week. It's an intense 10 days being on a road grueling, I would say. They call that grueling. Well, this is our first. We don't know. I'm not going to set it up. I'm not going to speak that into existence. So, Well, I know that there's a lot of days where I have to get up before noon. Like on yeah. this trip because we have to check out and drive to the next place. Not that like it's a three hour drive and then I can go back to sleep, but you know. Yeah. So uh, we are coming to Chicago, Illinois on September 1st. We're going to be in Minneapolis on September 4th, Des Moines, Iowa, September 5th, uh, Kansas City on the 7th, and then St. Louis on the 8th. And uh, we are going to make an appearance in St. Louis at the IWW IWALK fundraiser they're doing for the prison strike. That's going on at six, so I think we'll try to head up there early, say hi, and uh, you know, talk to anybody that's you know out there supporting the cause. And I heard it's like right across the street from the venue, anyway. So that sounds like a pretty wicked night out. This sounds fun. Yeah, go to a fundraiser and then go to a bar, see a couple guys talk. That, yeah. I just really gave the hard sell to that, actually. Yeah, we're well, gonna go watch a couple guys talk. We're gonna go watch a couple guys talk later. But wait tonight. a second, you get to talk to us afterwards too, though. That's the thing. You watch us talk, and then you actually get to do the talking. Well, St. Louis, I don't want to promise you too much because that's the end of the tour. <laughs> that's no, true. I'll be there. I'll, I'll be, be there until like two. Right? Yeah, Brett's the one that gets ragged because oh, no, he's always like, "Oh, guys, I'm gonna go." I'm Brad, uh you got the key, right? I'm gonna go head back to the. I'm gonna go party with these weird guys I've never met before. While you go back to the hotel room and get. If Nick I was with that. us, you do that. If anybody else is with us, 
you're like, I'm going to go party with these weird guys. Yeah, I do. I did mushrooms and hung out in this like really rich dude's apartment <laughs> yeah. after one of our shows. I know. Every time. Watch him like, play with like $1,000 toys. Well, at the Grove City Erica going away party, you were like, you want to go bowling with us? And I was like, no, I don't want to go bowling. Yeah. <laughs> I just finished doing a show. We had a real good night. <laughs> Wrath of Angelo, uh, Chi, and... Uh, and uh, who else was there? I'm going to go oh, home and was, climb on my I wife. I should have said their names because now it's, it looks bad. <laughs> Serena joined us, though, at TJ's. We had a TJ's night. Uh, we went till like 6 in the morning. Yeah, not me. Not me. I was in bed by 3, 4, which is my regular ass time. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, I, I did not go out. I don't go out very much after. I stay at the venue until they kick us out. And then I'm like, I'm back to the hotel to watch diners, drive-ins, and dives for the rest of the night. Since they, you know, you, you can't possibly have like streaming services in hotel rooms no no they don't provide that type of uh internet service really you can't ever possibly have new japan pro wrestling right there on the uh right there on the screen so i can click on it that yeah. would be a lot a lot of them somehow manage to block those hdmi ports so that nothing else can go into those tvs That's i don't know worst. what it is because me and you have gone on t- tours where i'm like trying to catch up with wrestling and it's like we get to the room and it's like great no wrestling now that's my whole tours room our whole trip's ruined for me screwed <laughs> a piece of metal over the inputs <laughs> you gotta pay to play turn that air conditioner down to 63 degrees and just get chilling in that hotel room right yeah, I, I get under all the covers. I know. Brett is in the covers. I'm outside of the covers. Like, should I take my shirt off? We're sharing beds this whole tour, though, because we booked the rooms too late. Except for Chicago, we're not even in the same room. That's nice. And each room has two beds. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. I'm a coffin sleeper anyways, though. I've, I, we've never, I don't remember ever touching you in the middle of the night. No, no, neither one of us have touched each other. Or like spooned. I never like rolled up and grabbed you or we're anything from, like that. We're from like a, we're, we come from a generation of toxic masculinity where like if you sleep in, I'm surprised we don't make one sleep with his head at the bottom and one with his head at the top. Really? That's like the maturity that me and you have now. North and South magnets, <laughs> like the ends coming together. They just yeah. repel. Yeah. You, you, if I'm spooning something, that's your legs. Right. And that's okay. Sure. Either yeah. way is okay if you wanted to. That made you feel more I comfortable. Got a spoon, yeah. That's not. I'm not. I'm not going to do that. I don't need cuddles when I'm trying. Yeah, to Yeah, I don't either. No, I'm in battle. It's like I need to. I need to be cold and alone and like hardened for the next date. Sixty-three degrees in the room with a fan blowing on me at full speed. Just sitting it's there, hard. like, oh man, I and, wish I could get it colder in here. And you're down for like thirteen hours, and you're like, <laughs> I didn't sleep a fucking wink last night. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> I don't sleep well ever on tour. I just don't. I, I think I, I've like narrowed it down to like maybe it's just being in a place where so many people are sleeping. You know, like you're in a hotel and there's like hundreds of people there sleeping and it's just like there's too many people here. For you're me. just feeling them? Yeah, I just feel their energy. I think I feel like, their energy and it keeps me awake. It feels like you're sleeping. Like, it feels like there's a thousand people in this fucking bed. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's like if somebody came, if like you invited people over and they all slept in your bedroom, you wouldn't want that. You wouldn't no. like that. No, I never liked hanging out at the bed places. No, no, I don't either. I don't hang out at anybody's bed. That's not for me. I used to, though. Back oh, yeah. in my day, I mean, you know, when you don't have your own place, hanging out in the bed is sure. the best as it gets. Sure. You know? And sometimes all you got is a room and a bed, so <laughs> that's the best place to hang. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Although, you don't really want a bunch of people sitting in your bed. I guess that's your, a, your when family you get older does that. thing. Well, we do that at night. Well, no, your family does that to me. Like, when your kids comes over for a girl and off night, they're like... 
in my bed immediately, like watching TV, spilling food all over my bed. That, that sounds like her. Rustling up my covers, leaving all of their energy in it just so I can feel it later. My kid, my kid barely goes in my room now because she's just like, I gotta go to bed. This school is killing her. That's man. good. School is fucking I'm excited. killing. Her. My daughter needs the whip cracked on her. Yo, my daughter has got it. She's been going to bed at eight thirty every single night, even Saturday and Sunday. She's like, I'm too tired. I'm so tired. The school is killing me. I'm like, God damn, dude. Just wait. One day it's going to get even harder. It was eighth grade. They start to ramp it up a little. Yeah, that's when they like, you got to get ready for you got ready for high school now. Yeah. They start telling you that you have to write every paper in cursive and shit. Yeah, they don't do that. I anymore. know they don't do that. That's I'm I'm from the eighties. But they start telling you like, hey, if you leave something at home, we're not going to let you call your parents and have them bring it up here anymore every single time. Because man, I've been they take, it's eight years. I've been going every two weeks to drop something off at school that she forgets, and it's just oh. like, oh, Jesus Christ, can you? remember stuff i i could have never done that in my whole life if i forgot something it was just like it's forgot yeah I would my just dad ha- ain't coming up here i would just have to go home and tell my parents a story about how i forgot that thing yeah how i got out of it my dad's not my dad was definitely not coming up to school to drop some shit off for me he'd be like oh you need to learn to remember stuff maybe this is a lesson you can learn you well brian <laughs> was mean yeah she she just you know that's how it is though that's mm-hmm. that's these kids these days i know you know i tell you what yeah i never went to bed early it's just by our the eighth grade kids. by the eighth grade i was not going to bed early i was like trying to stay up you know i was doing everything i could my parents would be like go to bed and i'd be like i'm going to bed and then i wouldn't go and i would stay up and then like be sneaking out of my bedroom to do stuff yeah. and she's just like I mean, I was staying up till like three in the morning with just a compact Presario, and she's got like an iPhone seven. I know it's wild that she goes to bed early like that. It's so nerdy, man. I can't think of anything nerdier than going to bed early. Like, I mean, even people that do it like unapologetically are like, "Oh, I go to bed early." <laughs> like they don't want to admit it. You know, it's like I, I don't know. I think a lot of people are proud of it. They always try to shame us night owls. I feel like the the meadow larks are always shaming the night owls. Yeah, I get a lot of shit. For my sleeping, like, I'm just like, I got up early two times this weekend. I was like, I told y'all I could get up early if I have to. I just don't want to, you know, I don't want to get up early. Sure. That's the thing. There's nobody around. I don't go to a job. I don't have to get up early. What's the fucking point? What's the point? I had that. I've I've been trying to do the uh, get up early thing, and then now I just said to Erica, I was like, "Well, Charlotte's going to be in school. You can take her every day. That way, I can sleep until noon because I need to be in the basement from like midnight till four, listening to craft work and doing orders and other shit. And that's yeah. the only time that I feel I have that no one's going to ask me to wipe their ass. No one's going to ask me to make dinner. Then I can get all the laundry done and all that shit. And that I'm just work. I work better. I've always been." A late person. That fucking zine gets written between midnight and four every month. Like that, my zine article gets written at like I go downstairs at midnight and I just sit in a chair and write the damn thing, listen to some podcast. It's like I'm not like I'm not looking to be up during the day. I didn't get this job, so like I I knew the second that something like this became my job. It was like back to the night sleep, yeah. back to the nightlife. I baby. make my own schedule. Yeah, and my I write schedule, my own paycheck. I make my own schedule. My schedule is from four to twelve thirty one. I'm trying to adjust my sleep to get up around noon or eleven, 
But uh, I've been playing both sides. I've been staying up real late and then getting up real early, and it's like run, it ran me ragged. I eventually I like just that. like ran out of steam and slept for like fourteen hours straight. That's no like, that's fun. not normal for me. That's no fun. Let's get some calls in. Yeah, man. let's let's not, get these. We got a queue here. Don't tell us waiting. about your sleep patterns. We're not inviting your 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 input on your own sleep pattern. I mean, you just listen to ours. Okay, you can tell me if you agree with me, but if you disagree with me, I don't want to hear it. Okay. All right. Let's see who's on the phone tonight. Uh, thank you for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to? Hello, can you hear us? From Missoula, Montana. I'm sorry. One more time. Uh, I f- I flip. I fubbed it. Fubbed it. That's a made up word. Oh yeah. I'm sorry. I'm at the base of a mountain. You probably can't hear me very well. Uh, oh, we hear you loud and clear. Missoula, Montana. Cool. Okay. Cool. What's going uh, What's yeah, going down there? Are you so smoking I'm, a joint or something? No, dude. I'm on like probation back in ohio i just moved here but i'm on probation for like two more months so i can't smoke because i might get randomly drug tested all right i respect that that happens do you get randomly drug tested in missoula though like do they come and get you in missoula i don't know because the lady like that i have to like call to and stuff like she hasn't called me to like do it ever so i don't know if it's coming she said like when i met with her that she would test me and stuff but like that hasn't happened yet <laughs> don't test it man so you, you can stay off the green them. yeah stay off the green don't just ride it out you'll be fine yeah it'll be sweeter when like i can do it again yeah, yeah that tea break months, so. that tea break dude is so nice yeah so what's going on my uh, first time calling in oh i'm pretty excited <laughs> well thanks for being here what's yeah. going on in montana what's what's happening captain uh, God, I got my first day of school tomorrow and stuff. For, what like, time? Graduate school. What What time do you have to be there? Ten o'clock. Ten. Just ten. Yeah. Well, it's early there, right? Isn't it like different time there? What time you got there? Uh, like nine thirty. Oh God, you could be so. to bed by midnight. You'll be good. Getting up at right nine o'clock. I can just listen to your show the whole night. That's true. It ends at a decent time for you. This we is, get home at four in the morning. This is not a sleep schedule podcast. We're not. We're not sponsored by uh, any bed in a box mattress. I'm just trying to help the guy, man. I'm just trying to make sure he's not flubbing his first day of school, dude. No, I understand. You don't want to do that. Yeah, we start. My daughter starts on Tuesday. We did the nightly routine tonight. We read the storybook. We brushed the teeth, braided the hair, and then conked her out. So you should try that. You should brush your teeth and braid. Well, you would have already have had to do it two days ago. So I think you'll be good. So I I don't have hair. (laughs) How do you get on probation and grad school? That seems like two things that can't happen in the same place. Do you skateboard too? Oh. Well, no, I got I got on probation when I was like an undergrad, so, <laughs> and I'm still going strong. It's like a vandalism type thing, probably. I'm sure that's all it is. Yeah, I just got caught by my like undergrad school, and what they do is they just call the cops on you and have the cops deal with it, which is kind of stupid. Oh God, schools shouldn't be allowed to call the cops. You know, give this let the yeah, school meet like the out punishment. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if Ohio St- yeah. Ohio State does like when they riot, they're always like seventeen people got arrested and then they end up getting expelled and stuff. And it's like, dang man, they were just celebrating a football game. 
moment of weakness. Yeah. You yeah, know what you, it is? You like whipped them up into a frenzy, and this is what you get. That's how I feel. I feel like when you get arrested for rioting, like that should be treated like a moment of weakness. Hysteria like, or something. Everybody's going fucking crazy, dude. I'm going to go I crazy. I lost my mind. Yeah, I went crazy. I saw all this stuff going on. I always wanted to do this stuff. It's happening. I feel like if enough people are rioting, it's not even really a crime. You know, it's like, whatever. Yeah, it's just the public opinion. <laughs> public opinion was that they wanted to get into a riot, okay? Yeah, we don't give a fuck about this couch. Uh, it'd be better if it was on fire. That's how I always feel. Every yeah, time it's I've cooler ever... if it's on fire. It is, actually. Well, it's technically hotter, but it is cooler. That's grad student stuff, though. That's, some, that's something you'll learn, probably. The word problem. It's <laughs> not... So is 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 Montana cool? Have you have you been into it? Because you left Ohio to go there, which is like kind of probably a lateral move, right? Yeah, it's it's like a little bit. It's not as humid as Ohio because I'm from like Northeast Ohio, and it was just like sticky there when I left and stuff. And like here, it gets pretty cool at night, and like I just like the weather better, and I think that the people are a little bit cooler. Not saying that Ohio's bad, like. I know what you mean. Yeah, I would like to be yeah. somewhere that's not a thousand degrees right now. I think I I'm like sitting in this room sweating through my shirt. So I know how you feel. I feel like a character like in a in a New York movie that's in a pizza parlor and is like wife beater shirt and just be like, hey, come on, it's hot. Tensions is rising out here. You rubbing your head with a washcloth? <laughs> yeah, that's how I you feel. Right now. <laughs> I, I just it's so friggin' hot here right now. You're, you're moving the plot along. Yeah, I am. I am. I'm, I'm, hey, you know, we we do things in this neighborhood a different way, you know? Things are really heating up. <laughs> like a dog barking and some teens opening up a fire hydrant next to me. And it's cool, yeah. crazy. Yeah. I'm painting a picture. You're painting a picture in my mind. Yeah. Yeah. Montana's better than that, though. I want to go garbage. there. Hey, yeah. I'm a I'm a booster. I think we should go to Montana sometime. I mean, obviously, we should hit. They're coming to Missoula. <laughs> I would love to. I think we know somebody in yeah. Missoula. I think Michael Siebert's in Missoula. Definitely is. But she's leaving soon, so not in Missoula anymore. Boston. So I guess that's not going to work out. Shit. But we will go wow. there someday. <laughs> I want to go look at a mountain. You know, I want to go look at some wide open spaces. So uh, what what do you call? You don't have to see so much corn and stuff, right? I love corn, though. You know that. What, Big corn fan here. Yeah. What uh, leads you to call in tonight? Oh, I just wanted to like call in for the first time because I've been listening to you guys since uh, like June and stuff. Okay. Because uh, I was just listening to like the the podcast and stuff while I worked uh, at this camera store and stuff. Grinded that. But it just passed the time. And and I listened to you on the way out here when I drove. So I guess uh, I could tell, like, a, it's not really a small business tyrant, but it's, like, a, somebody I know who would have been a scab if my union would have striked. Okay. Okay, I'm interested. So, yeah. Um, so back in high school, I worked at a grocery store, and we were part of, like, I think it's UFCW. United Food and Commercial Workers, so, like, I, I was in a union at, like, the age of 16 and stuff, and it was pretty cool, because I got, like, you know, uh, paid vacation and stuff, and sometimes I'd make, like, more than I would in a week by just taking seven days off and stuff, and uh, holiday pay and all that, which was pretty cool, and, like, everyone there was, like, the people I worked with were pretty good, like, some of the kids, like, and I, that were my age, we'd go out to, like, get coffee afterwards, after shifts and stuff, and, like, 
everyone was pretty laid back, but about two years and like in, in the four years that I worked there, there was this, uh, person, I don't know if I should name names. I can name names on this show, right? Yeah, yeah, that's what we're here for. Yeah, her name was uh, Terry Zell, I think. A Terry? She, she got a Terry, yeah, but not like the kind that doesn't, the, the anonymous callers, you know? No, yeah, not like a badass Terry that drives a Trans Am. Like, this is a, a dastardly Terry. Yeah, a scab Terry. Oh, okay. Boot looking Terry. Yeah, she, uh, like, she got hired about two years in when I worked there, and, like, she, uh, immediately, like, got a supervisor position after, like, a month. Nice. And stuff. And then she started causing problems, and she'd, like, you know, like, she'd just tell the manager on people for, like, just basic things like they would go to the bathroom without uh, asking or something yeah. and like maybe they'd be looking at their phone and stuff and it wasn't just like like she would pick on the younger kids and stuff that worked there like the high school kids which was me and stuff and uh like it was just like ridiculous like i don't know why people do that kind of thing oh yeah i mean I she's trying to advance their yeah, career you scoring know? points i knew it i've Talked Cut about, I've talked about Jeff, who was snitching on people all the time at my last job, and he was a manager within, like, three months of getting there. You know, it was like working at a cable company. There's so many people trying to, you know, there's people who have been working there for 10, 15 years and aren't managers, and this dude comes rolling in. Hey, I'm going to snitch on somebody for taking a long break. And one time he worked for free overnight. Like, he basically was like, they were like, we need somebody to drive to indiana and pick up some cable boxes and bring them back we can't pay you but you can get gas and you can get food on the gas card if you want to and this dude he did it for free but he i mean hey look he's management now i still see him on facebook being manager like it's crazy that dude uh that dude did it just by snitching on a bunch snitched of people. My way to I the top. Snitched my way to the top of the cable industry. Yeah. So that's I mean, I I mean there is so, so much incentive to be like that, you know? Yeah. It's just like it was really it was really frustrating, like when you're when you're in like high school and stuff and somebody's gonna come at you like that and like even when she wouldn't be doing like the supervising stuff and like closing the store and all that, like she would be like, one time I like didn't obey her command because I was like, you're you're like not do you're you're not you know the the supervisor right now. Like, why do I have to listen to you? Like, tell me what to do and stuff. Like, you're not asking nicely and stuff. And and then like she told the manager, and I had to have like a conversation uh, with the manager about like not doing my job and stuff. Yeah, and it was just really like and yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's kid labor, man. Everybody thinks they can push you around and you're just called insubordinate and they treat you like you're in school still and they're your principal and you can't do anything about it. Yeah. Uh. She she would also like buy candy for the kids. Like if she if she would seem, you know, rude or something. Like she, there was one time when she tried to like buy us candy and I was like, "No, I'm not going to take your candy." That's the best man. You're a bad person. Yeah, you know? that's all management move, man. They always are like, "Let's have a pizza party." And you're like, "Give me some money." <laughs> They'll give you a water yeah. bottle before they're going to give you some money. Yeah, they're like we got a bunch of t-shirts and a Reese cups for everyone instead of bonuses this year. We wrapped a we wrapped a candy bar in a ribbon and put it in a company cup. Here you go. It's a new thing. Yeah. It's a gift for all of we you. We wrote milestones on the side. 
Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> They're like to hand out those little reward points. They'll be like, oh, you got a whatever the company name of the store. company is bucks. You yeah. got some company bucks here. There was a Discover Card store where you could get Discover Card blankets and fleece, you know, <laughs> sweatshirts and shit. But yeah, I who wants that stuff? Like. <laughs> I know I have a, I actually have a lot of I have a pretty nice nationwide umbrella because there's a ton of them in this town. Yeah, we know a lot of people that work at nationwide, so we have a lot of nationwide oh, branded God, stuff. Yeah. yeah, I have a Verizon wireless <laughs> branded like beach blanket. Yeah, we have like all the biggest call centers here. I have a friggin' Hormel branded tent in my basement from somebody. So, like, they ate all the Hormel, or who no. know Hormel was heading them out? No, somebody that worked for Hormel had a tent, and they were like, you want this tent for the backyard? I was like, hell yeah, I'll take it. You know what? We were talking about, did you ever have, like, a Frito-Lays guy in your neighborhood, or know somebody? Because there was always somebody I knew that would get bags, like, boxes full of snacks from the Frito-Lays guy. No, I, I would love to be on that list, though. And they were always bartering them for stuff. Like, I know a lady that would do hair that would, like, cut hair for, a ba- like, a huge box full of snacks. I would do that. Oh, yeah. That's a good trade. I'd do a podcast for a huge box of snacks. <laughs> That's well, what, uh, can you pay me in snacks? So uh, what? So did she just end up being the CEO then? <laughs> no, not quite. She ended, up, uh, she, she ended up actually leaving, and I don't really know where she went. Like, but I worked like the last day, that her, like her last day. She was closing the store on like a Monday and stuff. And I always worked Mondays for some reason, which was fine because you like that consistency with the schedule, you know. Um, and she like, I, I remember she she made like a comment about me. I don't really remember what it was, but to to one of the people that I was buddies with uh, working at the place, and he told me. And like right as I clocked out, after I clocked out, I went up to her, I called her a coward, and then left. Nice. <laughs> and, and never saw her again. Fucking, that's perfect. It's always good to get yours yeah, with those people. Like, yeah. That's important to a lot of people is getting yours yes. in the end. So many people like stay up at night rolling around in their sheets just thinking about what they wish they would have said. And and you said it. Yeah. I'm uh, glad that, I did. I think that, yeah. Paid off. Uh, well, thanks for calling in. I appreciate it. I'm, I'm glad you're listening to the show. I hope you continue to do so. And uh, check in with us. Let us know how those mountains are. Oh, yeah, I will. Thanks for taking my call. You guys are awesome. Thanks. The mountains. Bye. I want to go there, man. You want to see mountains? I just want to see stars, I think, is a thing. With okay. Me. It's like we're always in the city. We never spend time outside of the city, ever. Okay. I don't think I've seen a star since I was, like, 15. You can go. You can go like an hour and a half away and get that. Mm, I'm not driving that far. Go set up. Go get in like say one of those uh, Lincoln log cabins or something. Oh, that, those things are like seven hundred dollars a night, are. man. A I always look into those things and I'm like, damn, dude. I'm trying to just sit out in the woods and get stoned next to like a deer or something like that. Yeah. And instead, it's 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 seven hundred dollars and, and they'll be like oh well, well there's air conditioning i'm like that's i mean everything has air conditioning now. not everything has air conditioning most the things. outside don't my wife and kid were like went over to brad's house to pick some stuff up because they work for us and they were like so shocked that he didn't have his air conditioner on today that they were like i'm gonna go over there and these guys didn't even have their air conditioner on i'm like he's crazy no he's i don't crazy run it person yeah i hate the it i just 
I just think of how much it costs. Every time I hear it running, <laughs> I just hear like money, like flying out some like exhaust fumes or something, like being burned up. I think of all my money being in a pile and then the exhaust fumes being captured to make my house a little bit cooler when I can just take my shirt and pants off. I can't. I, I just need relief. I'm a relief guy. I need relief from this stuff. I also, I just, I'm like, like kind of, you know how uh, reptiles get by doing that is just move real slow. Like I just don't work up a sweat. I just like take very deliberate steps and don't be strenuous or anything, you know? Oh man. I'm always trying to get things done. I'm in a hurry to get things done. I rush and rush yeah, until life's see? no fun. <laughs> All I really got to do is live and die, and I'm in a hurry. I don't know why. Let's get a song. <laughs> All right. Let's see if they want to join in. I don't know the song. <laughs> I'm in a hurry to get things done. Oh, there we go. There we go. <laughs> he had to give it the soul, dude. <laughs> uh, look up who sings that for you. Thank you for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to? All right. What's up? It is Elizabeth. How's it going? No, it's Elizabeth. <laughs> What's nice. up? We missed you last week. That's an Thanks. Alabama song. Thanks. What's going on? How you doing tonight, Elizabeth? Doing good. Just hanging out with the funk, listening to the best radio show out there. Um, yeah. Uh, so I quit my job. I started school. Oh, Lots no. Stuff going on. How's the seas going to do without you? You know, it was hard. Uh, this Caesar himself came to talk to me. He said, hey, I understand your decision, but we're not going to make it this quarter. Uh, so but I, had to, I had to go. Uh, yeah, there's, there's yeah, plenty of shit pizza to be made there. elsewhere. Yeah, yeah somebody. I'm, we've yeah. talked about that a million times. How was the quitting? Was that fun? I mean, it was pretty easy. So, um, turns out, uh, my first boss while I was there, uh, some sex crimes. Um, oh no. I don't know if crime is the right word, but just, you know, it got interviewed, like me and all the other, like, women there, like, got interviewed by, like, the HR people. Um, oh yeah. You know, and, um, you know, and that was, like, a few days before I left, and I was like, ooh, that's not great. Um, but, you know, he, he had left a while before, and so the boss that replaced him was actually pretty cool. Like, she was like an immigrant, you know, and like, was actually genuinely pretty nice to the employees and stuff, so. Okay. Uh, well, that's good that so yeah, the it, sex criminal is out. Yeah. Well, I think he's just of a different store. Oh, <laughs> that's uh, what they do. Yeah. That's is what this they is do. like the Catholic Church. Yeah, Little Caesars. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is just like Lil, Lil Caesar. He's a Catholic, right? <laughs> it's very political. Li, li, <laughs> Something like that. The Caesar was very political, as goes Little Caesar. You know, I'm going to tell you something, Elizabeth. It ain't looking good for Little Caesars anyway. They already closed the one in my neighborhood and replaced it with a jet. Jet is so much better. I mean, it's a lot more expensive. Is it really? Yeah, I mean, they get you I caught up. So. Yeah, you got to pay extra for like buffalo chicken crust, dude. They aren't going to give you that for a five dollar hot and ready price. Yeah, they always have some. Wa- they got a lot of wacky pizza. Yeah, I think it's better for now because everybody wants their own pizza. They don't want everyone wants someone wants deep dish, someone wants thin crust, and someone wants triangle. And uh, Jets provides all of that with like ranch to yeah. put on all of it. I had, I mean, I just had this problem yesterday. I had to get, we had pizza for dinner. I had to order three of them. 
One of them had to have no oh, cheese on it. One of them had to be just no cheese. cheese. And then I needed a pepperoni roll for myself, which is the actual normal pizza. Right. That should be always there for me, at least. That's like, it's like a really simple solution to a no cheese pizza. And it's just take the fucking cheese off. Like, mm, I don't know. It leaves a residue. I guess. I guess. Yeah. I mean, no cheese people are just like, obsessed like they don't want cheese to have ever touched their food it's like meat to uh vegetarians it's like i mean i'm okay with it it's just like how does it got to be three pizzas i don't want to have to order three pizzas and you can't order a half no cheese pizza that's not a thing i would have but who else wants a cheese a cheese pizza for one person a no cheese pizza for uh, 45 dollars that cost me I have 80 to my name. And they were like, yeah, you just go get $45 worth of pizza. It's going to make a lot of sense. It's going to make the week easier. (laughs) I mean, you got out easy, though, because if you would have had a restaurant, you would have had three times that, spent three times that. I don't know. I probably could have done a TB or something, like a Taco Bell or something. Oh, God. Save some cash. Yeah, fuck that, then. Or a Chinese food, even. They don't put cheese on nothing. That goes far. Yeah, that's how I feel. Oh, it is so hot in here that it's like distracting to me. <laughs> it's a little fish tanky. Oh, <laughs> so, uh, so how are you feeling good having quit? Is that feeling good? Yeah. For you? Yeah. I mean, I, I have enough saved up for a little bit. Um, you know, just cause I didn't want to have to, you know, be coming in like every day, you know, right as I was starting school. Um, cause I'm, you know, going to school full time. Uh, and I knew that they would, you know, be calling me every day and try, and give me a bunch of guilt for not going in. Um, but yeah, so you know, uh, I quit there. Uh, didn't get the job at Family Video, and mm. so I'm, you know, looking elsewhere. Uh, the dude was actually really nice though. Like, I feel like employers never call you back if you don't get the job. Like they just yeah don't. So you, you get the hint. Basically. But he actually did. Oh, interesting. Which was. Well, that's, like, that's why they're a family. Like, yeah, there you go. Um, He's nice, though. Nobody ever... I I usually... I liked... Always loved places that gave you a letter that would mail you a nice letter for, uh, for like, not getting a job. Because, yeah. like, I used to hate being, like... Because what I would do... Because this is how you were taught to get a job when I was a kid. They'd be like, you put in an application, and then you call them every week and ask if they've looked over your application yet. And that would just, I would be doing that. And, like, I don't know why that was the, because now that I'm a human being, person, adult, that actually has people that work for me and stuff like that, I don't want to hear from them. I don't, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like, I don't want to be hearing from the same people every week. Like, I don't know why they even put it off like that. Just tell somebody they don't have a job. Yeah. I hated that. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know what else they used to say? You're a real go-getter. They That's used, why you were calling. They used to say for everything, like always put your, like my, I had this teacher one time that was talking about doing job applications and she was like, a lot of people think that you only put your last like three jobs on the application. That's not true. You're supposed to ask for more paper to put all of your jobs. And I'm like, by the time I was like 23, it was like. There's just not enough room yeah. for this. Seven jobs. <laughs> yeah. This, um, at this point, if I had to, I can't, I don't even know all of my jobs now. We've had people in the Facebook group 
be like, how many jobs have you had? And people start listing jobs. Every single time I've done it, I've missed jobs. <laughs> like, I'm just like, I think I'm up to like 16. And well, they used to just say, damn. if you're doing a resume, try to fit it on one piece of paper, but also always list all your jobs and your elementary school. I'm like, how are you supposed to do that? Well, the trials and tribulation of today's job seeking is they have you apply online. And you have a resume that you're attaching that has all of that information, but they make you write it out in their stupid form box when you just you already have a document that says everything that they want. I know they've always they've always kind of done that. They've always like had you come in, but like at, at least at the cable company, it was like I handed in my resume, and then when I came in for my interview, it was like a formality. Like let's just fill out this application for us, and it, it, they were like, "Don't even worry about all these boxes." Like they would always, you know, yeah. like a lot of jobs. Once you got in there, they'd be like, "Don't even." But you're doing it online, so now they're just testing whether you're like present enough. Right. To do these things. It's not as much. Oh, yeah. It's not as much like yeah. I want to know everything about you as it is like I, I look trying to hire somebody from online sounds like a nightmare to me. <laughs> like it doesn't sound easy to do, but like uh, I don't think you need to put them through like more of a test than you would anybody else. You know, I actually don't think finding well, jobs online is possible. I've never found one. And, I have. Oh, really? Yeah, Craigslist is pretty good. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I have found one there. Are you going to well, work? Like all of the, all of the. Uh, I, I remember when I was looking for like my first job when I was like sixteen. Uh, you know, I was in one of the places I applied was like a movie theater, and it straight up had a like besides you know the previous experience, you know, school, all that stuff. It had a fifty question like thing. Yeah, like, uh, like morals where they try to trick you into saying you're a shoplifter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. I've yeah, stolen like, less than five dollars from work. <laughs> yeah, yeah, all that shit. You know, it's like, is it ever wrong to organize a union? You know, like whatever that sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, I love those tests. I uh, wish people would send those tests to us and we could just fill them out. <laughs> they're just so goddamn long. It's just like this gateway. Um, a few weeks ago, I think you guys were talking about like the and others uh, and other requirements or whatever, like on not other requirements. Other duties um, when they say yeah. that like you you like you are responsible for this 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 and this and then also additional duties and it's like what what are those yeah. duties? It's everything basically. <laughs> you can't escape it. Like it's literally just everywhere. It's the because it, because it's easy because I think every business has had people be like, well, that's not in my job description, so they had to do that. Like it, it used to be, job descriptions were probably a lot more specific, and then people got tired, like bosses got tired of hearing that's not in my job description, and then they just changed <laughs> it. Because yeah, like, for mean, me, it was always like adding steps to the process was the problem. It was never like giving me a bunch of extra work. It was adding steps to the process and not adding time to do those steps. I always found that like everywhere I worked, the main function of middle management was just to add more steps to a process. That was what they wanted to do. It was like, well, you know, you used to do it this way, but now we gave you a five point checklist for the way you do it now. Like, I just remember like, you know, 
when you park your car, you put a cone behind it every time so that you have to pick up the cone so that you don't run over somebody's kid. And I'm like, I promise I'm not going to do any of that stuff, man. Yeah, I'm looking out for that. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't want to kill anybody or anything. I'm trying to be careful here. Nobody is, like, it doesn't prevent anybody. I would just run over the cone most of the time. <laughs> Well, that could be a kid, Brian. <laughs> well, it's just a cone. I don't care as much about a cone as I do a kid. As much. As much. Does I care about a kid just a little tiny bit more than a cone, okay? Well, <laughs> thanks for calling, Elizabeth. It's good to hear from you, especially since we're gone yeah. for two weeks. I was like, if Elizabeth doesn't call, then that's one. That's three weeks that we'd have to go. <laughs> um, uh, just quick question. Uh, so, is the show 21 and up, did you say? Which one, Chicago? Yeah. Uh, is it? It is 21 and up. Why don't, uh, why don't you send me a a DM, like, send me a DM on Twitter and we'll figure something out for you. Okay. We can get it taken care of. Yeah, well, I mean, we, we, Uh, yeah, you're in. Oh, awesome, thank you. And then, um, you guys are, like, busy every every day, right, that you're in Chicago? Because there's this uh, really cool arcade that I feel like you guys would totally, totally dig out in the suburbs. We're probably busy because we're with our families, and then we have wrestling oh, on Saturday, right. and we have uh, the show on Sunday. So we got to spend Saturday, or we got to spend Friday with our families and probably most of Make Saturday sense. and a lot of Sunday. <laughs> yeah. But th- thanks for calling out, uh, Elizabeth. We'll see you in Chicago. Chicago. Sounds good. And the Chicago River. Chicago's going to be a star-studded event, I'm telling you. Yeah? All the people are going to be there? Yeah, I know. Chicago's a cool place. Cool people live there. They they got the most street fight celebs, I think. Yeah, they do. Well, it's a cool place. Hopefully a lot of people show up. Yeah, buy your tickets now. We want to sell that thing out. Go to the hideout. Go to the Facebook event. Go to our social medias. Get on it. Uh, let's see who's on the phone here. Thank you for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to? Hello. Hello. Hi. What's up? Not much. Is this Erica? It's, uh, Wormy. I thought this was Erica. I'm sorry. Who is this? (laughs) Uh, it's Wormy from the Facebook group. Wormy! You know. How are you doing? Also from life. Um, I'm good. (laughs) (laughs) What's going on tonight? Well, I'm staying up really late. Which I like haven't done since I've had this new job. Um, Do you but have to I'm work having tomorrow? a good time. Let me ask you this: yeah. Do, at what time? <laughs> I have to be there at seven. Oh, oh you're not gonna get uh, enough sleep as the sleep schedule show continues. That's not happening. Now. You can catch up after work. Yeah. So I have like a prescription that is like it'll just make you sleep for like four hours. So I'm probably just like going to do that. <laughs> Some sort of magic pill that it wakes it wakes you up too. Yeah, uh, yeah. You can like well, my alarm will wake me up. I'm just used to getting oh, up at like okay, okay. that time. I want to take a pill. But it'll that be just enough. Doesn't like knock me out like <laughs> a sleep multiplier pill. Well, every time I every time uh, I take sleeping pills, it know. makes me sleep an extra four hours. Like it adds hours See, to my sleep. It doesn't take away hours. So that's. Um, that's from, like, the type of drug that Ambien is. It'll just kind of, like, knock you out. 
for forever. I love it. <laughs> um, but if it's like a fast acting one that you put under your tongue, it's like it's in and out much faster. Okay. Uh, I love Ambien because it's like uh, I like to stay awake on it because it's a it's like such a weird vibe. <laughs> like your behavior gets like significantly different and you don't really you're like confused and don't know Dude, why you're like you why do, like crazy stuff yeah like, but, like stuff that makes no sense and you're semi-aware that you're doing it and you're like but it seems it's this weird thing where it makes these weird things seem normal to you so like yeah i've never taken never every time i've taken ambien i've driven Every single time, oh, no. I'm like, I'm gonna go jump in a car. I just gotta run and go do something. Yeah, listen, I'm gonna guess this ambient stuff. <laughs> Haven't you seen those commercials? I have. Where I, there's like a dude in the car. Yeah. I don't take them. I I haven't probably taken Ambien in like three years, but uh, like for a while there, I was really <laughs> into it, and I had to like get real careful about it because I was like, man, I am just. I'm in a car. Yeah. Like every time so I take, dangerous. yeah, every time I take Ambien, I'm wandering around a grocery store or something like that. Like I drove here. Like <laughs> you got to walk to the grocery store on Ambien. That's true. You should be walking it. You should be hoofing it, dude. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It's like I said, it's, it's such like bad decision. Another part of your journey. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I've all, yeah, that's nice. It's a bad decisions drug. <laughs> I will say that. It like just, I never, I yeah. never had it. It wipes away all it of just your like ability. It unleashes you. It does. <laughs> Untethers you. It does. If you drink caffeine <laughs> with it and From, stay like, reality. awake, yeah. If you oh. drink, you don't follow the rules of society anymore at all. You're just like yeah. not a part it of it. Just strip anymore. that away, man. <laughs> this is like quaaludes or something. It's weird. It is. <laughs> it's but like, weird. don't do it. <laughs> yeah, it's weird it's, shit. You, it's crazy. Okay. We're going on tour next week, and if you're in one of the places and you want to hand me an Ambien, I'd love to take a cruise around uh, a new town. <laughs> no. I'm not, I'm not out in that zone. <laughs> that was a joke. I'm not going to cruise around. You can give it to me and trust that I'll stay in a hotel. <laughs> I mean, if I'm in I a hotel, I'll so- probably wander around, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think that's when weird stuff happens. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure. You get wrapped up in yeah. some hotel party. That would rule. You'll be like taking all the supplies from like the lady who cleans up, like all her cleaning stuff. Climbing the ice machine. It won't get cold enough in my yeah, room. Like- Sleep in the ice machine. <laughs> it uh, makes sense in that like mindset. A, make an ice bath. Just carry buckets all night long to make an ice bath. There aren't hotel yeah, parties you're tra- at all. You're training. Anymore. Like, they're over with. Every hotel we go to, they're like, you're not throwing a party, are you? Like, they're already accusing you of it when you walk in the door. <laughs> I haven't run into Everyone one yet. Suspect. Yeah, because Brett would go to a hotel party for people he didn't know. I think it depends on the kind of hotel you're at, I would assume. Probably. Yeah, for sure. Not the ones we're in. When I was younger, we tried I used to... to... No, go ahead. Uh, I used to go to... Um... I was a caricature artist for, like, all of high school. Um, but I went on the road, like, this one time with this group of guys who, like, does caricatures at fairs and, like, travels. Nice. Uh, and we would we stayed at this, like, the dinkiest, like, motel and just, like, drank a bunch and, like, got super high. And, like, we shot water balloons out of, like, a water balloon launcher. <laughs> okay. See? It's still going down. It was, like... Can't go to yeah, a stuffy place. Yeah, it was, place. like, a small, small scale. Can't go to the Marriott. It's like random, random towns because like that's where these fairs are in like New York, like upstate New York. 
Every carny, you are a carny then, right? Would you have considered yourself yeah, a carny? I guess so. That's awesome. I mean, I wasn't I wasn't full time. Like they were full time, but I was just like on this one leg of it. How was it? What was it like? Were the people cool? I always think carnies are so uh, cool. <laughs> the other, yeah, the other people. I guess the other carnies. I don't know. Is that derogatory? <laughs> no, I want to be a carny. That's that's very good. I don't know if maybe they My call mom themselves. Says she has cousins who are. That's so cool. Well, I mean, if you're a caricature artist, when, how did you start doing caricature art? There, I live near, like, well, I grew up near um, an amusement park, and that was, like, actually, my high school teacher, like, told me about it. He was like, oh, you'd be good at this, because he used to do it, I guess. Is that pretty um, good money? And then I, mm, no. <laughs> does the, what kind they, of a cut does the park take? They heavily exploit you, because oh. it's. It's not just through the park. It's also through, like, a subcontractor for all the art stuff at a theme park. Oh, God. Like, those airbrush tees and, like, the photos. Okay. And, like, those tattoos. So, it's like, you got two times the people, you know. Putting their hands in the pot. Yeah. Plus, you're like, I was 14 when I started working there, and they were like, I was, like, excited to get minimum wage, you know. Of course. (laughs) I was, too. Like, I didn't know shit and, like, have anything to buy, really. That's true. And even if you do have stuff to buy, it's not going to, like, if you're making $200 a week or every two weeks, then you can probably take care of yourself on that as a teenager. <laughs> did you, uh, did you yeah. get tipped? Did you get tipped? Very infrequently. See, that's, uh, I mean, <laughs> that sounds not- like, that sounds like the bullshit people that do that wouldn't be tippers as well. Yeah. Sounds like no solicitors. Occasionally you get, like, somebody who's, like, it's, like, usually, like, an old couple or, like, something like that and they're just they like are so happy to be there and they're like we get these at every place we go to nice and they just like collect them that's all and those people usually tip yeah they know they know for every one of those uh, routine yeah they're like into it and they respect it as like a craft but like everyone else kind of just thinks you print out pictures somehow and they turn into caricatures so they like don't get. They're like, do I need to sit still? Like, so they just don't understand like why it would cost money, and they like are just mad. I get it. You know what though, Brett? Every time somebody draws for a living or talks or does anything, people think it's not a job. They think it's not a skill. They're just like, oh, there's a trick. To yeah. That. Like I think that I've always felt like there was. There's got to be. Is there a trick to caricature drawing? Because it no. does seem like there's Make, a trick to it. Accentuate I mean, their features. They train you. They train you to, like, think about it a certain way. But also people's skills at it, like, varies widely. And also what customers even want is, like, completely different. Like, they think they want it, and then they see themselves exaggerated, and they're yes. like, ew, I don't like this Yeah, that's how I feel. Are my ears that big? That's why I don't do yeah. it, man. I don't do it because you I'm afraid. You gotta know what you're getting into. I'm afraid they'd accentuate. Like I have these huge lips, and I'm like, don't. I don't want to. I don't want to. You'd be like Rocky. You'd be like Rambo. I know. I would have. They would draw like the most enormous. Like I look like the Rolling Stones by the end of the thing, and I just don't. I I don't. Like I've never gotten a caricature drawn because I feel like, you know. The person was making fun of me. That's why I think it's amazing that people get them done. Because I fun. Yeah. <laughs> I don't mind heckling myself. If I do it every day in the mirror. <laughs> I know. If you have a sense of humor it's about like yourself. A nice, 
it's like a paying attention to you kind of thing. Like somebody's like staring at you and like engaging with you for like five minutes or whatever. Right. And you're like, oh, that's nice. But then if you have kind of a some like stuff you're self conscious about or whatever, or if you're not like ready, <laughs> sure, it can be like, yeah. Upsetting. Yeah. But we try to make them cute. Like, we're not trying to be mean. Yeah. Some people are. I, I never think, I never got the vibe that people are trying to be mean. And, like, I just, I never got them because, like, I'm sensitive and I would look at the picture and think, <laughs> like, oh, yourself. do I really That's look fine. like that? <laughs> Somebody did, a, some yeah. people draw us all the time. And sometimes I'll be like, uh oh. <laughs> Is that what it's I look a like? Creative. <laughs> It's a creative expression. It's not one to one. Right, it's not definitive. Yeah, I know. I know. I'm <laughs> you're, just weird. It's, you're abstracted. Yeah, it's yeah. so cool. I wanted though. to do it so bad when I was a kid. I, I never had the follow through, but that was something that I was like, man, I would do that, and no problem. As a job. Yeah, yeah. I used to draw all kinds of. I used to draw my teachers, and like you know, I would lampoon them with drawings and shit. So I was. I was like ready to do it. I got books from the library, but I never followed through with it. Yeah, I wish I would. I got so you just. I could probably look up the materials that they train you with. It's like a bunch of printouts from like, I don't know, probably like the nineties. <laughs> and then you just have to like do it a bunch of times. Maybe we'll do this that's the live only way show. You get good. Brett draws. I'm gonna yeah. do a caricature. We're gonna make the Street Fight Carnival come to life. That would be cool. If you <laughs> yeah, did some that would be amazing. I, I yeah, they're cool. I think it's real cool how fast people can get those things done and how they like. So that's what I got really good at was just doing it really fast because like that's like such a big part of it. If it's busy, like you have to crank out like so many. Well, nobody wants to sit forever either. Nobody like they want that to yeah. be like a few minutes on yeah. their park trip. They don't want it to be like they're commissioning a painting mm-hmm. of themselves like they're the king of England or something. <laughs> like that. Yeah, right. like it's the whole. They spend the whole day there. Like. Do you have to talk? Like, do you sit there and, like, what are you into? What do you like? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> sometimes. Some people are better at this part than others, too. Like, it's kind of like a thing, I think, with your hairdresser where you're like, should I, should we have a conversation or should we, like, just kind of both chill out and, like, take a break? So, like, sometimes you talk to people a lot and sometimes you, like, <laughs> are in the zone and, like, yeah, you just ask them, like, Yo, did you like the ride? And like, what's up? Like, if you ask them uh, what they're into, because uh, like when I was in college, they used to always be like, "What is? What are you into?" They would go around the room and they'd be like, "Everybody say your name and something that you're into." What does that mean? And so like, vague. Yeah, and like sixty percent of the people would just say they were into Netflix. <laughs> oh no! Like, oh oh no. no! My God, that's a harbinger <laughs> of doom. That's like that's not even Tinder. a thing. Yeah. Oh Jesus! That's just Tinder. Oh Tinder. <laughs> yeah, I'm into Netflix. Yeah. It's like look, that's such a broad thing to say you're into. There's everything's on Netflix. Well, soon it soon it won't be because Netflix is just replacing everything with their own stuff. Like yeah. Always Sunny is not even on there anymore. Neither. That means it's over. Yeah, it stinks. <laughs> Netflix sucks. Every time I go through Netflix, Netflix every time I go through Netflix, I'm like, they should be ashamed to be like have the. They, it's like, so bad. I, look up action adventure movies on Netflix and tell me they shouldn't feel some shame for what they have. They're offering you <laughs> in there. It's like get out You're of right. here. Tear them apart. You're right. It's Ninja awful. Three. They're like trying to get you to watch. Like they have the off-brand version of all the like modern movie. Oh, I hate Netflix. Oh. Like Ratatouille. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then Did you ever see that? What is it? It was like 
it was fake Ratatouille, but like it looked like it to trick like I guess grandmas who <laughs> well, are like trying to that. buy a movie for their kids. Yeah, <laughs> but it's like really badly 3D animated in like I have no idea where, uh, and it's just like very. It has like a totally different story, but they're like chef rats, and it looks like a video game. Hmm. Yeah, I would. I would let my. I would make my kid watch that. <laughs> just to see what kind of path so that puts her on versus the real Ratatouille. Because then they just they grow up thinking that's Ratatouille. Yep. And then why everybody's so crazy about it? <laughs> I think it's the best movie. Yeah, you're like this doesn't look like that at all. Like what? <laughs> yeah, that that like a boot, bootleg. <laughs> that's smart though. Boys. They used to put those in the red box. They still do, I believe. Yeah. yeah, they would have, like, when Cars 2 came out, they had, like, a... a planes. There's a Planes. There's a Planes, and there's an automobile. That's real, though. Oh, yeah, Planes, planes is, real. is real. I thought that was a bootleg. Yeah, no, I'll look up the it Cars It sounds bootleg. like it, because that's how bad things are. Yeah, usually. So I'm creative. I, like, almost fell for it. The first time I almost fell for it was uh, was when Transformers <laughs> came out. I went to the Red yes. Box, and it was while it was still in the theater, and I went to the Red Box, and they had Transmorphers. Which, which one? <laughs> It was just the first Transformers, and they had Transmorphers in the red box, and I like, I looked at it real quick and was like, "That's Transform, oh, Transmorphers. That's a different thing. Yeah, (laughs) those are not the same robots. I love. (laughs) Yeah, I'm gonna give that one a go. That's how shit is uh, in China. Like Transformers is just like a like you know how we say like Band Aid and Jello, but like that's a brand. It's just like denoting like a robot toy. So there's so many like bootleg <laughs> transformers. And stuff. You're a transformer, yeah. I love that. Yeah, though. but like the toys are really cool that way because like some of them are crazy intricate. Yeah, you can use dollar store usually sometimes. Like if you find an independent one, they will always have some pretty wild like Gund- Those are fun. Gundam ripoffs or like Dragon Ball Z yeah. something. Dragon Ball C. It's called the Autobots. The Autobots. It's the the cars rip off, and it's like the the it is look. It's like uh, there's pictures of like oh they're how to spot a fake cars how to spot a fake the Autobots yeah the Autobots yeah and it was just a Cars movie where they took like Mater and they made him a different they made they him moved like a, the eyes onto the headlights instead of putting him in the the windshield you guys, Mater is Larry the Cable Guy oh we know, I know. the least legitimate He's cable our arch guy nemesis out there. yeah least legitimate yeah, wait cable I have. Guy. Uh, something related to this, Ooh, which I just bad. remembered. Um, that's bad. Is that I had a friend, a friend in uh, high school, and her cousin just really, she was like super normal, like teenage girl or whatever, she's like 18, and uh, she just really liked Toe Mater from Cars, and so she had this huge tattoo of it, like on her rib, but like her family didn't know about it. That, this one's just for me. This is a secret one where I love Mater. I think it's cool to like like yeah. an off-brand character. She placed it so that her bra would cover it up, like a sports bra. That's smart. It's just a little it Mater. It's, out. it's close to her heart. It's just like, I'm going to get a yeah. Mater on me. I'm going to look at it when I'm feeling blue. <laughs> Go to the bathroom and look I at my Mater. So. Do the voice. She'll do the voice. <laughs> Pick yourself up again. <laughs> oh, no. What if that's your inner thought voice? That sucks. That's like her coach on the inside. Her coach. She's right? really inspired by Larry. Yeah. I mean, I am too. That's not his, is that his real name? Yeah. No, uh, his name's Dan. Dan Whitney. My neighbor wow, was in a... Wow, he's not even Larry. My old neighbor was in a Larry the Cable Guy movie, and I never believed him. 
And I was like, bullshit, you weren't a witless protection. And he was like, yes, I was. He invited me over to his house, and we all just stood in his living room while he fast-forwarded <laughs> to the scene that he was in, and Larry the Cable Guy, awesome. witless protection, and he was in it. Old Chauncey was wow. in that movie. He was like a guy that, Were like, you his... impressed? I was. I was actually always impressed with his job because he would, like, he had a free apartment because his parents owned the building that I lived in and he would just, his job, his dream was to be like one of those people that get sounds for movies and stuff like that. So oh, he would just, Foley artist? Yeah, that's he would, awesome. Those and he are would, cool jobs. Yeah. He would just spend his whole day like driving around being like, I recorded the sound of a, a river. I don't think he ever used any of it because like, cause it was just like, rich oh, he kid, you know, like just, he's some rich kid that had the, had the time to do it, but I, I'm sure he is now. He's probably doing fine. Oh, Chauncey. There's like the problem though is that all the guys who do that are like seventy, and there's like five jobs. It's like cartoonists. It's like the people in the funny pages. Yeah. I've always heard. Oh that, yeah, those guys are so old. Yeah, and none of is them are like leaving. Is there an age limit on that? No, like yeah, Zitz is going to be there. there. Zitz is going to be there forever, Damn, and then boomers. one day maybe <laughs> by the time the comic book, like the comic pages, are going to go away when like. When, like, Beetle Bailey dies. You know, they're going to kill Beetle Bailey or, or something. Dude, it's they over. They sued Chapo. Like, I think they tried to. Who they were going to use that in Beetle Bailey. Be- <laughs> like, the estate of that. Oh, no. Because they were going to, like, use his likeness. And they were like, don't do that. <laughs> I'm going to ask him about that. Now yeah. I'm looking up Beetle what? Bailey Chapo. Yeah, what's sad is that I'm drawing a comic right now. Well, it's not sad, but it seems sad in this context. No, it's that's actually cool that you're drawing a com- a comic right now. You did our art, yeah, right? You've done our barely. art once, right? I did. Yeah, I did one cover, and then I just got. I started a new job, and I just like <laughs> stopped being able to do extra things. But I'm getting. I'm back. I'm going back on my feet right now your art is your art <laughs> is so amazing stuff. i love your style a bunch i'll, de- I'll definitely Aww. get you up for more projects but uh thanks for sending Thank the original you. of that cover uh i can't wait to you get got it, framed. it i'm glad yeah i can't wait to get a frame to put it up there on the wall whenever awesome. we get our own studio this one is about work and it's something you can print out it's a regular piece of printer paper and you fold it in four and then you cut it and it's a little mini comic that's tight. So you could just print it out if you have the file. Okay. Well, maybe, uh, yeah, maybe we'll work on something for the uh, Loot Zine Plus. Maybe you can give a, we can work on a bonus Ooh. zine or something. Loot box. Yeah, um, for sure. And then I'm sorry if this is taking too long. If not, it's fine. But I did get fucked over to, like, last week at my job. What happened? Uh, so we have this, like, profit sharing agreement, like, that everybody. And they tell you, of course, they tell you about it, like, on your interview. They're like, we have profit sharing because we love you. And it's basically just, like, the profit that the company makes. They divide equally to every single person who works there, which, like, is cool in concept. Um, So, like, everybody's getting the same cut. Mm -hmm. They could just pay us all more, but that's besides the point. (laughs) Uh, But you have to... You get, you're supposed to be there six months and then you get like looped in. And it's like a chunk of money. Like every quarter, it's like this one was over $2,000. Wow. Um, yeah. So like it's nothing to sneeze at these days. And they tell you like how the company's doing and it seems like it's 
continuing to grow and make money. So, yeah, so I was like, it's been six months. I started in March, uh, and the quarter rolls around, like, in April was the beginning of it, and it's three months. Mm-hmm. And you're supposed to work there a month beforehand of the quarter to oh. be qualified. Oh, shit. So it's six months plus some. Yeah. And they hired me uh, one business day shy of that. So I don't get it at all this what quarter. The I have to fuck? wait until fucking. Yeah, I have to wait till like November to get anything. God damn. And you're already like settled in. You're a full time employee. You're doing yeah. what the fuck they want. Like it's you're you're earning yeah. you're earning your keep. Fucking there. contributing. Yeah. Right. You're a regular ass you're not in the training mode anymore. You're just a regular ass employee like everybody else is getting those bonuses. And that quarter we had a really big like event that we all need to build shit for that was like flawless and amazing. And I was there the whole time. And like I helped make that stuff. And it made them a lot of money. Yeah, that's fucked up. The man. worst part, yeah, the worst part is like hearing at this fucking meeting of like everybody there. Uh, of course, the guy is like the president's, like we're a family because <laughs> like it's his family's company. Yeah. And sure. and then they tell you how much money the company made in profit. And then you look at the two thousand dollars, and it's like, well, this is insulting. Yeah, that's nothing to begin with. <laughs> it's in, it's like millions. Yeah, and you keep making more. That's what I had that same issue. I, I just they, they don't understand the way it demoralizes people because when I was working at Ab- at Abercrombie, we were getting bonuses, but then they'd be telling us up like sales are up forty percent, and these huge numbers they keep going up, and our bonuses were deteriorating like the to, same. to the point that we we stopped getting them. And, and, oh. it was, and we like I started the job expecting this thing to happen, and then it just got some a new bosses came in, things were rearranged, and all of a sudden we didn't get at that. Yeah, but we you sti- just you just add more middlemen in, right? To pay to siphon off the top. Like the more people you can have sucking from like what you're making, right? And then and yeah, we would still have these gigantic pep rallies where people would, you know, we're we're supposed to do these like. <laughs> We would do like outdoor games, you know. We would have like uh, oh. parades during July. We're having 4th. fun. We're a family. Yeah, it's a family affair here. Uh, but yeah, I mean, you're all going to have to work extra hours because we had all this fun. <laughs> yeah, and I'm, I'm like, okay, so I'm your family. Like, would you do that to your family? Like, no. would you screw them out of two thousand no. dollars for fucked, a yeah. fucking arbitrary rule? No, I mean, and like, you chose when to hire me. I was ready like two weeks before. Oh yeah. I mean, that's, uh, I, I mean, I could, that's not how I think of family at all. I never, it, they really contort the meaning of it to the, to like the dysfunctional side. It means like, no, family means that like you have to put up with a lot of fucking shit from me. Okay. Yeah. We're family. Okay. You, I get wild and do shit that you're going to make you super fucking pissed, but you got to love the me. The most exploitative, that most exploitative definition of like, what is a family? Like it's people yeah. who like you control. Right. Or it's just people that you can't say anything mean to. No, or you, you, or you, you treat them like shit. <laughs> family, you're not allowed to say anything mean to your family. That's you my love family. Them. Well, that's that's yeah. that's only one direction though. You can't be mean to them, but they can be fucking horrible to you. Yeah, that, I mean, yeah, yeah that's if also they're like higher up. And that's also family. I hate that's jobs. like so. That's the twist ending of my comic. Is that like the situation? <laughs> the situation of like this feeling is just like the end. But it's, like, really short. That's cool, though. Yeah, sounds cool. Uh, hook us yeah. up with the link and all that stuff. When it's ready to go, we'll make sure it gets spread around. 
I'm just trying to capture this mood of like devastation. Perfect. <laughs> yeah, I mean that. I mean, that's all you can do is something that lets off the yeah. steam. You can focus on and make something cool out of it. That's what we yeah, did. Yeah, I'm glad that, I'm doing it. Yeah. That's how this show came about. That's awesome. And I heard, I never heard you guys doing all the setup, but like, that sounds really hard. Oh, it's just a pain in the ass. I mean, we, we, I actually, if you're talking about how I acted, I'm a baby and I whine about everything. So no, like, it that. sounds hard. I'm like, I don't want to do that. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm not doing like anything. I think the problem here is that I'm not doing anything, but I'm also the one that's whining. <laughs> <laughs> You're just you're just affected by everyone's energies. I am. Everybody's everybody's hard working energy makes me feel like I should be working hard, but I'm not. I don't know how to do any <laughs> of this stuff, so you can be the moral support, but you gotta like hold yeah, your you feelings gotta, in. Yeah, you gotta it. keep that to yourself. You gotta keep it under when you're under pressure, you gotta keep it under your hat. That's not healthy. You're or you get to... like a squeeze ball. Mm. Stress ball. I'll get a stress ball. I can see that. I get stress. Beat yourself over the head with a foam bat. Okay, okay. You get one of those <laughs> funny need... punching bags for this for your desk. Oh right, right. You can give it a swift punch. Yeah, I like punching stuff. You should I... get lawn darts. <laughs> I'd be into punching <laughs> stuff if I could get a punching bag. I'd probably do it. I just we're so. I'll bet you there'll be a punching bag in the street fight office at some point. That's right. healthy. Yeah, I feel. Yeah, next to the Let penny hockey table. There's a penny? What's penny hockey? I'm going to look up penny hockey. You didn't play penny hockey? Probably not, no. It's like the wooden dowel rods, and you flick ah. a penny with your finger, and there's a hole on the I'll side. I'll make one of those. I want a big one, though. Oh, no. I want, like, a standing one. <laughs> okay, okay. I'll make cool. one. I've got to get into wood. Well, thanks for calling, Warmy. Yeah, uh, nice to talk to you guys. Yeah, where, yeah. Where, can we see, where can we see the art at? On Instagram? Yeah, so I'm at Lermworm on Instagram. That's L-E-R-M. And then worm like a little dude in the ground. Sure. <laughs> uh, thanks for calling in. Have a good night. I like worm and described as little dude yeah. in the ground. Sure. I just, there's a, two carrots out there that are complete chodes. Like they're like small and fat carrots and I love them. A couple of chode carrots. Right. <laughs> Let's get another call in. Maybe two more and then a break. Yeah, yeah. We got to take a break soon. Yeah. Uh, thank you for calling Street Fight. Who hey. are we talking to? It's the LSD teens. Hey. What's up, LSD teens? How are you guys? How you blasted off lately, Psychonauts? No, we're taking a little break. We, we go easy on ourselves. Before, You're so smart. Uh, kids these days, I'm telling, I try to tell all the grownups I'm around, these kids know what to do. They know they when do. to take a break. Take an LSD it's break. It's not like the rap songs say. They're not doing it all the time. Don't do a Brian Quinby well, summer where you do it every day. For three months. That's bad. That's the bad way to do LSD. No, that was that was last summer. <laughs> we were like convinced you couldn't trip the next day, so we just doubled it the second day. It was like, oh, let's trip. Oh, everybody's <laughs> tripping tonight too. Shit, I'll take two then. Oh, everybody's tripping tonight. I'll take three, and then it's, yeah, I'll take a day off and take one. <laughs> God, acid is such a crazy thing to be into. Whew. How you guys doing tonight? What's going on? We're pretty good. We're in a church parking lot, uh, smoking cigarettes and eating McDonald's ice cream cones. Classic teen shit. Yeah. That is some teen shit. Would you just get done with church? Did you just get done with youth group? Uh, uh, I'm, a, I'm a filthy Semite, so no youth group for me. No youth? You, don't, you guys aren't church guys? 
Well, this, no, not at all. This, no. I don't. I don't want to be around other Jewish teenagers. They give me anxiety. They just want to talk about Israel and like Woody Allen movies. Okay. 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 Jewish teenagers are watching Woody Allen movies. That's depressing to me. It's like I thought they would have given Andy it up Hall's by now. Never, Annie Hall is never going to die. The, the teens <sighs> love Annie Hall. It's made a resurgence. Oh no! No, That's terrible yeah. news. <laughs> we didn't watch that stuff because, like, for me. It was just like, this is some New York shit. You know what I mean? Like, every time I saw it, I was like, this is for people in New York. This isn't for me. I don't understand this. Yeah, this is for people that like $17 toast. (laughs) (laughs) I don't get this. What is this, love novelist? A bunch of novelists hanging around? I've never seen a novelist in my life. (laughs) I I go to Midwest High School. I can't even read. Yeah, (laughs) right. (laughs) I mean... I I think... Everybody in the Midwest has to have, like, a real job because there's no, like, entertainment industry here. <laughs> Wait, should we not tell them we're going to art school? Oh, man, yeah. We're, Hell yeah. We're, we tried, I tried to go to film school for a year, and then I dropped out because Midwestern film school is, is a bummer. Yeah. <laughs> but were they trying to, like, you could make a, it's going to be great. You'll be directing tra- tractor instructional videos by this time next year. <laughs> This is a documentary I made about corn. Oh, King of Corn is a good documentary. Seen that was a good one. People love that movie. That's like that was in the prime. There was like this prime era of documentaries in the two thousands where it was like Food Inc., Who Killed the Electric Car, King of Corn, the Corporation, <laughs> Super Size. We me. missed the corn documentary. Yes, man. Yes, man. Yeah, and people were just like every time you went out, people were like, "Y'all seen this?" You seen this documentary recently? Like these documentaries? They're saying some stuff, man. I think the world's going to change. I quit eating. I didn't eat fast food for probably 10 years after I saw Food Inc. But then it was just like at some point. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. I didn't do any. No, that's what I'm saying. Now you're to a little bit phase. Although you're trying to get Taco Bell for dinner. I am a little bit. No, I'm still at a very, very. Like I used to eat it every day. Now I probably eat it every two or three weeks, you know. But it's like one of those like. I didn't eat it forever. I was scared of it. And then one day, I think, I don't know who said it to me, but it was like, you've been eating this shit all your life and you're alive. And I was like, you know what? You're right. I didn't just live like everybody else, I guess. But I don't, like, I haven't had a cheeseburger from a fast food restaurant except for five guys and like, I don't even like know how long. Like I haven't had like, I had a Baconator. I didn't want to tell anybody this, by the way. This is like three months ago. I was just like, I want a Wendy's cheeseburger. Okay. I said I cheeseburger. want burger. <laughs> I want a Wendy's cheeseburger. I want a big bacon classic with no mayonnaise. Uh-huh. They don't make that anymore. They've gotten rid of all the vegetables and just put extra bacon on it. Got it. So I went and got a baconator and it sucked, man. That thing was just like, oh, this is like eating like it was like I felt like I was eating a yoga mat. Like I, the whole time was eating it. Like spongy. It was dry as all hell. Like I remember being like Wendy's burgers, man. They're juicy. Them's the juicy ones. You know. The I I just liked any fast food restaurant that I didn't work at, which was basically like anything. Like I never ate McDonald's after I worked there because I was like, it's all frozen crap. This is like all junk. And then, so I would eat Wendy's and Burger King thinking they were, like, on a higher level. They're not. Brett and I... No, no, generally, Sonic is on a higher level. 
No, it's not. Like, Sonic it's, is actually really good. Sonic has the best drinks. I will say that. Yes. The food I can't stand. We, well, we, I got to do. A, I got to do a name and shame about this. Okay. I've, I've been. I, I found a very street fight job. I've been delivery driving, which is legitimately the best shit. It's yeah. a podcast all the time. Love it. it but uh, for uh, all uh, Banera Pred, uh, a a up a slightly more upper class eatery, the Panera, fuck, the Banera Pred. The Banera yeah, Pred. The, the soup comes out of a bag. They, I've been advertised this soup for so long, and I see it coming out of this frozen bag every day. I, I, am, I have been radicalized against the Panera. I now see their true evil capitalist ways. There's none. Yeah, I, I never understood why they put a goddamn counter and had them on display. I'm like, that lady just took a fucking plastic bag full of macaroni and cheese out and threw it in a microwave. <laughs> right like, why are they? Me. Why are they fucking showing us that? Yeah, Burger King has the decency to, like hide it like they'll put it in the back and be like we're back here just flame broiling we're back here like grilling all the time that's all we do back here it's crazy and you know they pull up we know they pull them out of a bag yeah and like, <laughs> they have a paintbrush for the charbroil mark yeah but at least they put on a show i don't know people people get so mad at the panera bread because they're like listen i'm going somewhere i'm not like my other piece of shit oh. co-workers going to burger king i'm getting myself some panera bread so I bring it in. They're mean to me, the fresh-faced young delivery boy, talking about feta cheese all the time. I don't know, but for whatever reason, the, the clientele base for Panera Bread has been meaner than anywhere else I've ever worked. I, I believe yeah. it. I totally 100% believe that, like, everybody that eats at Panera Bread wants to talk to That's the manager. That's my favorite. That's the, that was my favorite. If we, <laughs> if we want to, if this is your first time listening, I declared Panera Bread my favorite fast food a few weeks ago. It's a very talk to the manager type of place. Yeah, you get shit done and you need like fuel. You want some something that seems healthy and uh, seems higher quality. Yeah. And uh, yeah, you're probably feeding like a. You're really probably when you're doing catering, they're feeding like a room full of people for like a lunch, and they only got like 55 minutes to do it. Probably fucking room full of people that don't want Panera. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> what's the? Is that what's the normal clientele that you're delivering to? It's mostly yeah. It's mostly like sort of middle aged, uh, like women in office buildings that are like, I want. I'm I'm going to treat myself this Wednesday. I'm getting a Cobb salad that's fifteen dollars. Whew. Hell yeah. Ugh. I'm going to eat healthy today. I'm going to get I'm like gonna, a bacon cheddar salad. I'm going to have a 1,500 calorie salad. I'm going to have two yeah. hard-boiled eggs in my salad. <laughs> I don't know, but I do recommend it, though. For If a street fighter is looking for a job, most of the Paneras are hiring right now. It's pretty cool. I don't I like have to it. talk to my boss ever. Yeah. It's like delivery driving is where it's at. Is the delivery driving like uh, like frequent? Like are you on the road most of the time? Because oh, I can't yeah, imagine almost, people almost, are order, ordering a lot of delivery from Panera. I just are you serious? Oh, no. Oh no, it's crazy. There's like four of us going at a time, and we're always in and out. Like I'm never waiting around for more than like two minutes. That's so cool. So these good are like tips. Yeah, are good, good. yeah the tips are, are pretty. Like with tips, I'm probably making like fifteen bucks an hour, which is great because the minimum wage here in Illinois is like eight twenty-five. Wow, that's great. Uh, um, so you're delivering like people's order, though. It's not like. It's not always a big order. Sometimes it's just somebody's lunch. Right. Yeah. It's usually uh, okay. catering is usually like a whole other thing. I'm usually just doing like individual people's food. Okay. Yeah. Catering is always like the special. There's like special people at the restaurant that get it all together in the back and then they load it into a yeah. 
like a special person's yeah, yeah. car. They don't give it to an LSD team. Right. Take. <laughs> they can tell I'm a degenerate. They look at me in my in my the bags under my eyes every day when I'm pulling in at ten. Like this, we do not trust this, this, this pot smoking teen with our soup and salad. Thank you very much. There isn't like there aren't. I'm going to tell you something, and this is going to sound bad. There aren't a lot of trustworthy delivery drivers. <laughs> Like, I've just worked at a lot of restaurants with delivery and, like, hung out with the delivery drivers. And just, it's like, they're all, like, I mean, they're just people who like to hang out in their car all day. You know, it was usually somebody with, I mean, like, it was always wild to me. Like, I worked at this local pizza place, and all the delivery drivers had, like, the worst cars in the world. I'm like, why do you choose this job and drive this shitty car all day? Hey, my PT Cruiser is getting me places. I will not be besmirched on the radio. <laughs> that is a, that, hey, that's a, I mean, that's the good thing. Cars have gotten to the point where you can get a decent one now. If you're, if like, because they're your life, you're, you're, I mean, you'll be driving for Lyft before too long, I'm sure. <laughs> you gotta be 21. I tried to. <laughs> oh, damn it. That's the yeah, world. Like, yeah. Try driving around sandwiches I, first, then we'll trust you with people. That's true. Well, I got to give it up, but I'm, I'm moving to the city to uh, start to start school uh, next Sunday. So I got to I got to sell my car and give up my delivery driving ways. Uh, but you can ride a bike. You could deliver like Jimmy John's on a bike, though. I hear it's hell, but you can do that in the city. I can get one of those bird scooters and deliver on those. <laughs> That'd be I fine. mean, I don't know. Better than biking. I'm trying to figure out how the money works. I did see a dude doing Grubhub on a Vespa. Yeah. I was like, oh, man. You know, if I had a motorcycle, that might be worth doing, like, Grubhub on. Yeah. Like, I just get to drive my motorcycle all day. That sounds sweet. And great gas mileage. I know. I know. It sounds genius. Just cruising on your motorcycle all day. Like, hey, I'm Grubhubbing it out here on my Modi. <laughs> That's what I call a motorcycle. I'm, well, I'm afraid to drive in the city. I, I don't want to, like, die horribly. Chicago's easy. Like, Chicago's not well, I did have a meltdown. One, I had one small meltdown in Chicago. That's trying to follow the GPS. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You'll learn the city, and you're not going to have to be at the magnificent mile either. I did meltdown once in Chicago. That is absolutely true. I screamed and said, "Lady, don't you fucking honk at me!" <laughs> Like I'm no, screaming uh, in the car. How are you supposed to know where you're fucking going? My GPS has me in the middle of a river right now. And I was just freaking out. Standstill. Yeah. In a standstill doing that. Yep. Yep. But yeah, well, I, don't, I don't know. That, that's like uh, if, it, if anyone on the, on the Facebook group wants to employ a 19 year old semi drug addict in Chicago, Illinois, just let me know. All right. We'll find up. Find we'll LSD teens a job. Okay. Let's make that a hashtag. Like, make America great again. Find the LSD teens a job. All right. Employed. We love you guys. Yeah. Thank you for calling. Yeah, we appreciate it. Love y'all too. You. You I bet, love we you. better see y'all in Chicago. We're gonna fight you for it. We're gonna be there. We'll, we'll definitely be us. here. We're gonna. We're we're, we're oh, leaving yeah. on Thursday. You promised Elizabeth entrance. If 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 we are not let in, our green beans will officially be steamed. or trying to do this show. We're gonna figure this all out. We're we're smart guys. I have a couple of tricks. Yeah, we're tricks. Can't be too many, but I do have tricks. Yeah, we're tricks. Uh, we got tricks up our sleeves. I need you to. Um, I'm bringing a 13 year old to message me uh, somewhere and uh, give me your information, and I'll, I'll give you the the heist. Yep. Okay. okay cool. Sure. You might I have to carry some shit. Podcast. 
follows our Twitter. All right. All right. Thanks. Thank you for calling, guys. Let's do one more and hit the break, buddy. Perfect. Uh, thank you for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to? Uh, hey, it's Colin in Chicago. What's um, up? Chicago in the house tonight. You hear the LSD teens are moving there soon? Uh, yeah, I heard all of that. Um, yeah, good <laughs> hook up on LSD on the way. If you need LSD, the LSD teens are the people to go to. <laughs> What's going on tonight? Well, uh, I've just been sitting listening to the show and then kind of trying to brainstorm like what I want to, to look at for for jobs and stuff because I get kind of tired of what I'm doing once a year. Um, oh, no. Anyway, I wanted to, I wanted to ask you guys... Uh, Maybe you talked about it and I missed it, but do you hear the story about the the guy in Seattle who stole an airplane last week? Somebody told us about it. I didn't want to mention it on the show because there was some argument as to whether or not he was a Nazi or something or a right-wing guy. And I was just like, eh, I'd rather not. Huh. You know what I mean? Like, I'd ra- I didn't read into the story, though, so I don't actually know what ended up happening. But I was just kind of like... You know, we talked about black metal a couple of weeks ago, and somebody's like, "You know, those are all Nazis," and I'm like, "No, not really." I'm like, "Sorry, <laughs> right?" <laughs> but what what happened I, I with them? But I didn't look too into it either. I just so in case anybody doesn't know, like basically this ground crew guy stole an airplane, took it on a joyride, and unfortunately he didn't make it. So it's not really a, a happy story. But yeah. You guys um, seemed awesome, the air, though. Air traffic controller was asking him, like, why'd you do it, man? And he, he just blamed minimum wage, basically. And then it turned out, like, later the airline, in their own statement, funnily enough, they said, like, they were being asked, well, how is it that one person can steal an airplane in 2018? And yeah, being like, this... well, there's only one person uh, cleaning out the airplanes for you. That's how we save save money for you. Oh, <laughs> like, wow. you yeah. Like, one person cleaning out the airplane. <laughs> and they, I, I don't know. I guess nobody ever thought to steal one before. Yeah, yeah, that was unfortunate. I didn't, I didn't want to hear it. I feel like I would be way too affected by it. But I did read a transcription of it, and uh, you know, uh, that moment when he said, "Like I always thought I was kind of a little unhinged, but I'm just realizing right now how much I really am." You know? Yeah, I'm and sure just, that pops yeah. in your mind when you're like f- flying yeah. a stolen airplane. Like, right. what's going to happen here in the end? You know? Yeah. I mean, like, what, I mean, he he stole an airline. He was like, I played video games, I can fly it, but he didn't know how to land. So, like, I guess, sure, I guess, what he was like, he, it was like, I'm not going to last much longer. He started being real, like, really real with <laughs> just these strangers and their traffic control. Like, weird stuff came out. Man, I should uh, read uh, that. I don't want to read somebody that dies. I quit reading sad yeah. stuff when I graduated from college because I decided to take the whole last one year of college to learn about like serial killers and child molesters. So kind of like, hey, like I'm gonna lighten up on what I'm reading. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I all that. Yeah, yeah. So well, I, anyway, before uh, before we all go, I just wanted to ask some advice. I guess. Okay. Um, so my uh, my partner got fired from work and i've never had to go through all that before so i'm just wondering what you all think about like what's the best way for me to be a like a supportive partner through that and like let her have a you know a break and then um just kind of like help her toward you know like be like how, how can i be the, the um the right kind of boyfriend to through this period you just did it i i mean i haven't i i uh my wife's been the one that works, but I know that what helped me a lot was like reassurance, reassurance that I wasn't fucking her life up. 
You know, like I, I quit my job and I wasn't working and I wasn't making a lot of money and we were really broke, like broker than I am now. And like, I, I wasn't bringing hardly any money in and she would just reassure me like we're two people. We made a decision together or we're two people that are together that are doing this. It's not just you kind of shouldering it. Cause I think that what ends up happening when your partner loses their, when, when like you lose your job and you're with your partner, the thing that pops into the person who lost their job's mind, especially mine is like, am I failing? Like in this deal, this like kind of contract that we have with each other, we're, we're married, but you know, even before that, like, you know, times where I wasn't working and stuff was just like, am, am I like, am I a drag on this person's life? And if you love the person and you know, you know, you know, they're not dragging you down. You know what I mean? But they have to be, ins- yeah. they have to be insured. Like, it's just one of those things. It's like, I, I want to be with you. I'm not married to your job, you know? Yeah. yeah. Uh, for me, uh, Erica just went through this like back in May. And so I think the thing I said first was street fight makes enough money to pay for the car and to pay for the house and to pay for the bills but it doesn't pay for food. It doesn't pay for anything else beyond that. But we aren't going to be homeless. Uh, th- this stuff is taken care of. And then, uh, we, you know, we just kind of talked about what the plan was. And uh, we didn't set, like, any lofty goals. Like, you got to start on Monday. You know, uh, you know we, she knew she had some time. So it was, I totally let, she was totally fine. She stayed in the bed for a few days, completely wallowed in all of it, felt all the feelings and stuff. And, uh, you know, just focused on doing one thing at a time, one simple thing, uh, adding one more project to her portfolio, uh, and not trying to put too much on her plate. But, you know, uh, for me, it was a matter of, you got to validate like how shitty it feels because, this is a real guy problem is trying to explain too much, like why it's stupid to feel bad or try to explain, like explain just why they shouldn't feel that way. And it doesn't really fucking work for anybody because it's like, I still feel that way, even though you explained why I shouldn't feel that way. So it's, you know, it is what you think it is, is validation. And then also, I mean, with partnerships, you got to do heavy lifting. Like sometimes you're doing a hundred percent. She does zero. And uh, you'll get back to 50-50 eventually. But until then, uh, keep it to yourself if you're mad that the laundry isn't getting done as quickly as it used to or if dinner isn't the same. But, you know, do 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 the work and uh, make sure that you really do be a partner. And that's, you know, my wife and I have always considered ourselves a partnership and that we make each other better. And that's why it's good for us because neither of us would be who we were without the other one's support. So uh, just keep providing that and uh, show up bigger in a big way for, for this Rocky period. But, uh, you know, things always adjust. It's crazy too. I mean, I just remember being at like so many different levels of income up and down and up and down and like right on the high hog and just having tons of money. And then, you know, making only $35,000 a year for the house and eating rice and beans and still going to parks for free and movies for free and figure stuff. So things do work their way out there. Just, you know, I mean, I went, I went to like, I went, from like $9 an hour to $17 an hour to no dollars an hour with financial aid. And then, 
you know, when I graduated college, I was making like $9 an hour for a little bit. And Street Fight didn't start really making enough until a couple. Well, it did. It still doesn't, but it's getting there. Street Fight didn't start making an amount that I could wrap my mind around running the house on until like a year ago or six months ago. And for me, like, I was like, I, I'm here and I still have a lifestyle that's decent. Like, this, it, you adjust and everything doesn't go away. You figure things out. And like those first few days after you lose a job, the thing you're, the thing you're thinking the most is all this goes away. Like everything's going to change and this is all going to go away. But that is not going to happen. You, you will survive. If you get fired, you get unemployment, which is usually a decent it usually helps for a few months. And then if you can make something work in that few months, I think it's going to be okay. You just got to make sure that you're being supportive. And again, the, 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 the problem often for me is that like, I felt like my wife felt like I was a drain and I know that that's like a normal thing, you know, and that I was taking up all the space and stuff. And that's not true. And she had to tell me that every once in a while, and that really helped me. So, if you uh, if you have if you have the chance to kind of alleviate some of the stress for what maybe she's thinking that you're thinking, that is a yeah, huge help. Take those opportunities because you know what she you know what you if you were in her side, you know what you would be thinking she was thinking, and just try to alleviate those things. D- does that make sense? Yeah. That's the way to do it. That's how you be a good husband or boyfriend or partner, girlfriend partner. or partner. That's how you do it. This coming from a guy that's going to be 20 years in Damn. October, baby. Holy moly. Uh, uh, 20 years. That's like a celebration, right? Everybody's always like, 20 years, Brian, what the heck? How'd you do that? And I'm like, I mean, like, it didn't involve a lot of changes. <laughs> it's like 20 years of doing the same thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Keep it on the tracks. <laughs> just keep it. Uh, keep it on the line. Well, I hope everything's better for you. I really do. Don't don't hijack yeah, a plane. Yeah, I, I promise. I promise. <laughs> and I can't. I can't. Uh, I can't wait to see you both uh, next week. Too. It's going to be awesome. Cool. Yeah, for sure. We'll be around. We were going to be in Chicago. That's what you guys call it there, right? Like the Chicago. It runs along the Chicago River. The Windy City. <laughs> Not that I've ever heard of before, but I'm I'm from Evanston, technically. Okay. All right. Well, maybe, thank- maybe they're different here, but but hey, you know, uh, yeah. I mean, like we got, like you said, we got all the coolest people, and we're all going to be there. So I can't wait. And then it's, it's cool to hear you're getting to see the rest of the Midwest too. Hell I've yeah. also got a like my my sister's uh, fiance lives in Minnesota. It's like I've never had a reason to go to now Minneapolis. You do. Like, now, now I've got a reason. I, all um, right. Well, cool. We'll be there. All right, thanks All for right. calling in. Good night, fellas. Thanks. Good night. All right, folks. Uh, we are going to take a break. We're going to be on. Uh, we're going to go take a break real quick. We'll be back. Uh, there'll be some music playing, or if you're on the live stream, we cannot play music uh, if it's licensed music because YouTube will take the stream down. I'm working on getting some uh, music that will be worth your while. It's on the way. Uh, you are listening to us from the Free Press Studios. We are part of the Pacifica Radio Network. We are Street Fight. We'll be answering more calls when we get back.
We're back. Street Fight Radio. Uh, Brett is doing some stuff, so I'm going to just go into the thing. We're, we're at the, w, the Pacifica Studios here in downtown Columbus, Ohio. WCRS-FM on 92.7 FM and 98.3 FM. Uh, you can listen to us at WCRSFM.org. We just played the Everly Brothers because we have some folks that have a connection to them. Yeah, uh, listening in on the show tonight, we have Devin and Burley from the Everly Brothers Experience. They are coming to a country near you. They'll be in Salina, Ohio, Arizona, Washington, Canada, and Ireland in the coming months. So head to the EverlyBrothersExperience.com uh, to have a good night out, a good wholesome night out without all that booty crack talk. <laughs> so we did Crying in the Rain by the Everly Brothers, Outlaw Shit by Waylon Jennings, and Pissed by Harlem. Street Fighters get free guests. Free, street fighters can get free guest spots, so let them know you're coming. Hell yeah, man. Go see the Everly Brothers, folks. That's what we want. We want everybody to see the Everly Brothers experience now. I haven't even really listened to them that much. I got to check them out. You'd like them. They're good. Uh, yeah. They're like, uh, yeah, they're like, uh, they're uh, the underground, uh, Beach Boys. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, I like the overground Beach Boys too, so it kind of <laughs> works both ways there for me. All right, let's uh, get back to these calls, right? Harlem, though, right? That's a band. Harlem's a good Ooh, band. Yeah, was that the rest of the music? Gracious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Harlem is the, I want to say this right now, the album Hippies by Harlem is the best garage rock album. Oh, right. Ever made. Wow. It is for real the number one best garage rock album. You hear that, folks? I'm just making bold claims. You know, I know some of you out there are like, oh, King Khan. Great music. I ain't shitting on King Kong. I love King Kong. The, the Harlem just hit me in the right place at the right time, and I've listened to that album more than anything else. Let's get some calls going, man. Is your phone unplugged? Yeah. Yeah, I'm unplugged, my dude. Oh, all right. Uh, there you go. There's all that fucking noise. Uh, let's Language. get some calls. I just played a song called Outlaw Shit and a song <laughs> called Pissed. Uh. Thank Language, Brett. Thank you for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to? Skelly, or is it turned down? Uh, it's not turned down. I think it might be a legit skeleton. Skeleton, like on uh the what's what the the share zone. I hung out with Drew this week, so it's that's reasonable. What yeah. if this isn't a skeleton, and we take the next call and it doesn't work, and we feel guilty about it for the entire two weeks we're gone? This skeleton could haunt us while we're on tour yeah i don't want to have the skeleton in my closet i don't want to have this skeleton <laughs> i don't i don't want to have the skeleton on my conscience for two weeks god damn it I'm, I'm writing the number down if you can figure out maybe you're on mute or something i'm writing the number down i will take you next if you uh, want to try calling back in but uh like all skeletons we got to return you back to the earth uh so let's see who our next caller is here dude can i tell you something before we take this next call. Sure. I'm watching this documentary series on Netflix called Dark Tourism. And this dude rolled out to this place in the middle of nowhere. And he went to this city. Like this this like place where they like celebrate their dead. by Like they're like dead people aren't really dead. They're just sick for like 20 years. So they'll have like a dead person just laying in their house. And then like once they finally entomb them. They come back every year and clean them up and, like, wrap them in new blankets and put them back in the tomb. And I just thought, 
I was like real weirded out by it. That seems excessive. Nine. Seems yeah. excessive. I was so weirded out by it that I had to watch. It was one of those like we were watching it before we went to bed, and I was like, "You want to watch like a Luke Cage or something after this? This is a little too much for me." Yeah, it's got me thinking about my mortality here. <laughs> the dude's done. He did this thing. He did this thing on the episode we watched. This guy in Kentucky. He like does a haunted experience that is the scariest one in the country and in the world doesn't charge for it at all, but you have to go to a doctor to get cleared for it. And you have to get like notes and you have to sign a really long contract and like people don't last, you know, it's like a five hour thing, but like people only last like a few seconds where this guy's like drowning them and torturing them and shit like that. And people are like, I got to go do that. And I'm just like, what kind of a person does that? Like, what kind of a person's like, I gotta go get tortured by this hillbilly? It's like a mock serial killing or something. Yeah, and it was so scary looking to me. Like he was like duct tape their eyes shut and like put one of those things in their mouth that holds it open. And then he was just like, we're gonna just go dunk you in the water for thirty seconds. But he would dunk you, and then he'd pull you out and be like, that was only twenty five seconds, and then dunk you again pull you out and be like that was only 25 seconds and the dudes were just like i i ain't doing this anymore i'm out like this is done i'm scared you scared me (laughs) you did it i'm really scared right now it's free i think he's free yeah it's free because what i think is i don't think it's necessarily free i bet you he charges you for it but he's he's keeping that money he ain't paying his taxes i'm sure of it because he said i don't make any money from this and it's free i just do it for like oh i mean just on craigslist then or something doing it under the table and he's like i don't people act like i'm a sicko or like i enjoy this i'm just a performer i'm just an entertainer and i'm like dude you're sicko man i'm sorry (laughs) sicko sicko. man All that right. show's good, though. Give it a check out if you're, like, into freaky shit, man. Yeah. Every I, episode, I'm like, damn. When it's over, I'm like, damn, that was some freaky shit. <laughs> <laughs> I could see that. Dude's out here doing it. He did, like, a fake border crossing. Like, illegal border crossing where he, like, hired guys to, like, point guns at them and, like, rob them and have police attract. <laughs> they were just, like, all these people, like, there's these teens that were, like, there. Like, I just want to see what they, these, like, they were in Mexico and it was just these teens they were like, I gotta see what it's like to cross this border, but I ain't trying to get to America or anything. I'm just no, this is shots. I'm just tired of hearing people say they did it and like that makes me better than them. Yeah, yeah, than better than me. And it's good. Dark tourism. All right. All right, good wreck for the Netflix. Brian is also in that sixty percent of people that like to do Netflix. I don't. I always came up with. I would say like I'm a podcaster or something like that. Something. I thought it was so weird that people because. When I was a kid, if somebody said, what are you into? You wouldn't be like cable. I like mostly just, <laughs> I like cable. I sit in front of the I'm TV. I'm a TV kid. <laughs> yeah. So Netflix always struck me as a weird hobby. Let's see who's on the line here. Thank you for calling Street oh. Fight. I hope you're flesh and bones and not a skeleton. Uh, hello? Yeah, I'm here. Hey, living, breathing person. How are you doing? Hey, I'm great. How are y'all doing tonight? We're doing real good, I think. Everything's going good. Last call-in show for two weeks, so it's like a mini vacation. I'm glad you got in. Yeah, it is kind of a send-off. And then we'll play Return of the Mac when we come back in two weeks, as is the tradition for when we leave for a while. (laughs) Also a Gwen show, probably, a voicemail show. You'll get a weird road show from Brett and I because we gotta record a show next week, but we're not gonna be in Columbus, so some weird stuff coming up for the uh Street Fight Stream. So what's going on with you tonight? Uh, well, I'm calling in. I'm 
So I called in before. Uh, I'm Adam. Uh, I, I called in before to tell you about uh, my hometown, which has like exactly two interesting things about it. Was one was the inner tube bandit. Man. Yeah. Uh, he robbed a bank with an inner tube. I remember that. Uh, you really turned me yeah, on to that so, guy. I was loving him. Man, he's he's he, I. I admit he's pretty good. Let sorry, me tell I'm, the uh, people uh, like real quick, like the, just a quick summary of it. Sorry, yeah. He put he cased a bank. He put an inner tube behind it in like a river to get away, like a getaway inner tube. And then he put a Craigslist ad out that said they were hiring and to show up wearing a certain like a blue collared shirt. Or something like that, and a pair of like like a yeah. uniform sort of thing. He's like, just show up wearing these clothes and be an interview, and we'll see if we can hire some people. So like, fifty people showed up, all dressed the same, and then he came in there dressed the same and like robbed the bank and then jumped in the thing and took off. He ended up getting caught, but like later, like he didn't get caught right away. Yeah, and it's they just that's him. a miracle. Like that is such a gene. Like I can't believe there's not a movie about that guy. <laughs> like a new heat. Yeah. <laughs> the place beyond the pines is bullshit. Let me tell you. Yeah, like an inner tube that ass. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, the place beyond the pines is like because wasn't the idea behind that that he had a dirt bike so yeah. he could like head out into the woods? Yeah, he used to ride into yeah. the back of like a conversion van and drive away. Genius. God, I love bank Ooh, robbers like so much. Favorite robbers. Uh, so I have. I called in today just to. I don't know. So this is actually like in the same block in my hometown. I worked under the table as a clerk there. Uh, there's a, a, a mail station, is what it's called, like a UPS shipping receiving place that, you know, is in the post office. Uh, so I worked there for about a year under the table, and it was okay. Uh, my boss was weird, but she was fine uh, and was like, you know, not giving me shit. I worked there alone. So there's like a lot of weird being alone retail stuff, you know, like just having people toss all their shit to you. I've thought lonely. of I've often thought but, about like working at like how it wouldn't be that bad to work at a place like that because they're usually not super full of people and you're around printers. Yeah, and it's stuff. A, it's not bad. I yeah. mean, it it would be terrible to own one, I think. Um, but just sitting in a store listening to music and like uh, waving at old guys getting their mail is totally fine. It's awesome. Yeah, that sounds great. Um, what so? Yeah. What was weird about it? So, what I found out, I left there on good terms. Uh, she was actually pretty good to work for. It's small business, you know, under the table stuff. But she paid me in cash every day I worked. Nice. Uh, oh, I've been dreaming like, of would that. Actually, she would actually go to, she went to the mat a couple times over customers giving me shit. Or like, they'd call her and just like, yeah, uh, my clerk is the one who's going to deal with this. And like, to hang up the phone. So... Uh, but so it turns out that they were on the FBI most wanted list because uh, her and her husband stole. Uh, so they were living under assumed names. Sweet. Uh, I have their I have their story written down. Cool. You yeah, you got all kinds of interesting stories in your hometown, dude. You live like in like a Stranger Things I come type from town. A strange place. Yeah, where everybody goes to make a new life. <laughs> yeah, that's wild. I've never even. Yeah. I don't think even for me, like in the job that I'm in and in the world that I exist in, I don't think I've ever met somebody under an assumed name. Like I've never met. Well, I, you, well, never that know. you know, dude, that's true. Maybe Brett is 
Remember, Brett, we used to have an old joke on our very first show about we have to feel each other out. We're still not sure if one of us isn't a fed. Right. <laughs> like, uh, be a setup. Yeah, you got to tell me. Uh, so I, so his, her husband had died uh, by the time I started working for her. Uh, he, he died of cancer. Uh, and so the story ends, he uh, died and could not be taken to a hospital or like to the morgue or really to the hospital. Uh, sort of because he didn't have a social security number, so they couldn't get a death certificate. So he was buried under their shed in the backyard. Um, but like a he dog. definitely died of real cancer. Uh, she didn't kill him. He's just had cancer. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so Could he, he not get medicine? Uh, no, he just had pancreatic cancer. Just oh yeah, that's it, gonna kill you no I matter think what. Was, yeah, it just it just wasn't it wasn't enough. But uh. His name is Dennis Flick Lilly, um, and he he was arrested for, uh, he's got a long rap sheet, but it's all just Stevens. I didn't know he was so cool, by the way. Uh, he was just like a, an old guy who was thick when I knew him. Uh, but he was arrested for stealing cars, uh, like robbing, burgling stuff, and he shot at a cop when they were trying to arrest him. Jesus. Uh, and he escaped from jail like Three times. Oh, that's the coolest uh, thing in the world when that happens. the walls one, uh, which seems insane. I don't. That seems crazy that you could scale prison walls. They should design them to not have that happen. You climb right over. Yeah, uh, you can make them but, without bricks now, just one solid. But I, I mean, I'm all for scaling in prison walls and yeah. getting the hell out of there. Here's the. That's so why. Like people that have escaped from prison more than once. Like, have you ever seen that movie, uh, I Love You, Philip Morris, I think is what it's called, with Jim Carrey? Uh, yeah. And that's a true story, too. And that dude was just escaping from prison all the time. I'm like, how the hell? That's like a person. Like, how once do you, you not keep an eye on this man? Right. And once you get out after the second time, we should just, like, hire you to, like, use your, like, skills for good because you're, like, one of the brightest minds of your, like, generation. You know what I mean? Sure. Like, this person could be, That's like, the key to totally. everything. He's cool. He's smarter than Elon Musk by, like, a million degrees. Right. Breaking out of prison yeah, is hard. Nobody does like it. Stealing cars. Yeah, yeah. Well, stealing cars is, is, is hard, too, right? Oh, no. I respect stealing. I respect it more than I respect Elon Musk. I do too. I do too. I mean, I think that there are a lot of criminals who like, like petty criminals even who like live their life, like kind of just stealing a little bit at a time or whatever that are really smart. Like they're just really smart. If we could channel that energy, there's like a way to channel that energy to me where it's like, we can figure, what do you want to be doing? My friend? Yeah. What is the thing that would satisfy you? You stop ripping us off and and maybe we can get you into some sort of computer program or something. (laughs) Like, that movie, Catch yeah, Me If that, You Can. Like, that guy didn't have to go to prison. We could have had him, like, I don't know, making documents or something making like that. Making documents. You know? It's all that we're going to steal steal everything and just, like, oh, so we're going to, like, share it once we Some, steal it with, like, everybody. Just just expropriation, yeah. I think, is what we should teach all these people about. Yeah, they're just puzzle solvers. Uh, yeah. In my it, universe, it really if, a, if you've escaped from prison three times, then you don't go back. Like, so if you guys, there's not going to be many things that get you locked <laughs> up in my world, but if you get out three times. Double jeopardy. And, yeah, it's just like, well, I mean, we Walls can't, can't hold this. <laughs> Walls can't hold this free spirit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, from a financial standpoint, I'm sure that they just have spent so much money trying to keep him. He, he, he 
can't be bound. You just gotta let them go. Yeah. The saddest but, thing you know. about those things is like they end up in solitary for so long. But that's probably where they plan yeah. it. It's like not like it sucks when you think about like people like in prison. Like, the way that they put them in movies where, it, it like, the guys that escape are living this, like, really fulfilling life. But the truth is the place is so hellish that they're like, yeah. I will do anything yeah. to get outside of these walls. And then, like, painstakingly, mm-hmm. like, spend – like, you have all that time to figure it out. Yeah, the guy, the Philip Morris guy pretended to have, like, cancer or AIDS or something. Yeah, yeah, he did. He gave himself oh. – you know, to give himself, like, he made these lesions on his body and – Gave himself a fever somehow or something and con- and got fake documents. He was crazy brilliant. Yeah. He could have done something wow. good. They just, like, Man. what happens is that's. Slick just walked out with a stolen uniform. Yeah. No, that's good. Slick. Well, that's also a way that's to. That's pretty slick. That's, that's like a slick. That's how a slick does things. I had a slick. I know. That's, he seems like they, he seems like he was a good criminal. I got to say. My grandpa had a friend named Slick and a friend named Slim Jim. Like, and they hung out all the time on the south end of Columbus watching fucking horse races. Wearing pork pie hats. (laughs) Slick is a cool name, man. That's like a, like, people never call me Slick. You know what I mean? Like, I've never been known as a Slick. I've loved to be a Slick. Brett looks like a Slick, but he's not. Like, nobody's ever called him one. But he he could grease his hair back and people would start calling him Slick in like a second. If Brett... Started wearing like a white T-shirt and a leather jacket and slicking his hair back. People are like, "Look at Slick over here." <laughs> <laughs> he's oh, got the tattoos know. and he's got like the look. He's got like the whole that two generations ago, this would be like the Brian and Slick show. Like we're just be in here giving yeah. like Slick playing like yeah. cool songs. Didn't have many nicknames back then. <laughs> Such good times. Yeah. Good times when there were slicks in the world. Still, there's probably so le- so many less. Of yeah, them. the slicks are going the way of the buffalo. Well, because people have made slick sound like a creepy thing now. They're always like, I don't know, like I like some people are like, oh, he's slick, and you're like, I mean, that's kind of cool. But then they're like, you know, like pervy slick, and I'm like, that's not no. Me. Who says that? <laughs> it just feels like slick is like in that field of like creepy perv name i just think you can't be slick anymore I think you're very sensitive to that field of stuff maybe yeah <laughs> is it just the sound of it <laughs> it just sounds greasy you know what i mean like it's, it's uh, i agree though it's, it's a, a little kind of like i just think it it, it was gotta, it seems like more of a time when you could take like a, a power tool to an odometer on a car and like roll the miles back <laughs> yeah or like you could Ooh. Yeah, all kinds of stuff. It's like back or, when you or used like to... my old boss did, which is they sold my, they were, were a restaurant, but they uh, a different boss. I just found this out today. Uh, they used to get money from a food drive and cook it and sell it in their restaurant. Yeah. Uh, so. Wow. Yeah, that's that's a hell of a grift. Yeah, I and mean, that's the way on your conscience. What do you guys like? I've been thinking about this all week. Like those GoFundmes that go up. For like rich people, somebody gets that money in the end. Like the like, so they raise the GoFundMe for like an FBI. Like we could, here's what we could do. Yeah, we could make a go. Like if we wanted to, we could go online and make a GoFundMe 
saying that the money is going to help pay for John McCain's funeral costs and to make sure that his family is taken care of in the future. But that's not a bad grift. And Dingus is John would... McCain Memorial GoFundMe, uh, whatever. Yeah, and people and do just, it. Just have like a, a party. They they raise the shitload of money to buy Elon Musk a couch. Like those corny oh, God, GoFundMe's. Are like somebody gets that money and they're not buying a couch for Elon Musk. You know what I mean? They're not. They're not mm-hmm. giving that money nope. to the FBI to help them get families back together. Well, I don't know if you saw the recent article about that family that uh, got on the news with that. Uh, with the, they found a homeless guy and he lent them twenty dollars. They were they they were like ran out of gas. He's on the corner. Well, he, he, no, they didn't ask. I don't think he asked. I think that they saw that he, they oh, were like the running out of gas, well, and he was like, "Hey, right. you can have twenty bucks." So they shared the story and got on like all of the morning news and all that stuff, and they wanted to set up a GoFundMe for the guy. But now they've pretty much like kept him as like their ward. They're making him live on their land. Uh, they're going like oh, a lot no. of money. They're like giving him an allowance, and like a lot of money is going to gambling from what i understand from the guy from the guy that lives in the family the homeless guy's like this dude is totally gambling like he's gambling because i here's the thing in the article they talk about they were like middle class people they weren't like rich people they were probably basically my wife and i is the way that i looked at that family but with like different politics and shit you know what i mean like i think that they roughly equate to that and like they bought him they said we're going to get you a place to live you'll they said we want to raise money so that he never has to worry about how having a roof over his head again and they raised four hundred thousand dollars and they sent him to they won't give him the money if he won't go to rehab and they've sent him to rehab three times and he's relapsed or whatever and like so they're like well he's on uh, drugs uh, i'm not going to give him his two hundred thousand dollars if he's on so, drugs i mean well like what's what's going to happen to all this money that's just sitting here in my account then yeah yeah, yeah exactly they start seeing it and they're like well i get some of that i mean i made this all happen i i made the gofundme right yeah well I, i'll yeah, uh, i'll just i'll just manager for him i tell you what I'm man I'm, agent, really. I'm so hot on the tables if i had a 10 grand to take to <laughs> vegas i'd bring 100 grand back he was saying that the, the homeless dude in the article is like this guy will be like i'm going to a casino he'll go to a bank and he'll take out a couple thousand dollars and then give him like 300 dollars and be like you can go do your thing you know like go out and do your thing and it's like uh, you're uh, handing this dude an allowance what it that story made me so I mean mad. that's a very just give him the four hundred bucks yeah, and run, walk away yeah, yeah get away just do it I mean you said you were gonna raise his money help him buy a goddamn house and get out of his hair yeah get out of his face buy him a damn seventy thousand dollar house and let him live pay there. his taxes for twenty years yeah he's got four, guess what this guy's got four hundred thousand dollars not you you don't have four hundred thousand dollars the homeless guy has four hundred thousand dollars and he's begging for it. He's like begging them. He's in the news to try to get the money that he's owed. And like that is a lot of these GoFundMe's. I'm sure you get to the end and the person run like not. I'm not talking about like medical ones. The medical ones go to bills. I really, truly believe that or go to. Yeah, procedures well, I mean, except stuff. for the five percent that uh, goes to corporate 
the people who own GoFundMe. So yeah. fuck them, by the way. Yeah, but they, I think it really goes to the patients in those cases. But I think anytime some like weird GoFundMe comes out, there's probably mismanagement well, of that money. The, the Elon Musk couch. Uh, I remember somebody wanting to give the FBI money, give Robert Mueller money. They gave some ex-CIA guy a bunch of money when he – like they raised money for him when – and that money ain't going to that guy. Well, John, you know? John Taffer had to, to scream a restaurant back into shape one time and their part of their like bad image was they were trying to set up some sort of GoFundMe to help somebody and then nothing came of it. So they're like, where's that $10,000 at? Like a bunch of people on their Facebook were just commenting like they took $10,000 from the community and just skated you know yeah Yeah, they do don't give money to a weird like just give it to cancer patients and people who need insulin and stuff like that on there because that gofundme is and uh iww and whoever else's comrades yeah yeah i'm just talking about like you can give it to an organization i'm talking about giving it to some wacky couple because they found a homeless guy that yeah they like or something like that it's like maybe we don't need maybe you know, we figure out another way to do this. Like, maybe we figure out another way to take care of this guy that isn't all up to those people. Right, right. You know? <laughs> like, that's the saddest thing I oh, could okay. ever think of, being, like, in debt to these two weird people with gambling problems. And, ugh, oh, forget about feel it. feel superior because they have a bank account and you didn't. Right. Yep. And now they just have all your fucking, all this money that is yours. Yep. Yeah, they do that a lot. So, uh, well, I don't want to keep you guys. I, I do want to take one quick second. To, so, can I plug my Twitter handle if, if you don't mind. Plug yeah, that. yeah. Uh, but uh, my Twitter handle at Damn Robber. Uh, I've done some of your, your zine stuff. I, I really liked the the film zine. Uh, oh, really? So, yeah, I thought it was awesome. So, shout out to Steven for for doing that shit. I thought that was cool. I wrote some goofy um, stuff in that one. I went I went full yeah. on comedy in that one. But I got some dream movies, Brett, that I want to get made, you know? They sounded good. Actually, the dream for me is that me and Brett somehow, like, Hollywood gets so desperate that they're like, we need two guys with fresh minds to to start the He-Man Masters of the Universe extended universe. And I want them to come to me and Brett. And look, we're going to take some liberties. We're going to put them in, like a green hot rod instead of a battle cat obviously sure you drive a fucking car yeah less animal <laughs> cruelty like i just don't go for i don't like movies without cars in them so i just put him in a car he's still got the sword and everything everybody still fights the swords they're just driving cars okay you know yeah, no guns. That's, that's a great pitch. Yeah, no guns. Uh, I don't know, Brian. That sounds like cultural Marxism to me. Uh, <laughs> it I, is. I think uh, all old media should be exactly the same. Now, this is why we, I haven't changed, and it's fine. But the, we need that Chinese bootleg market. We need to get rid of intellectual property so that we could just make this. We, we could, want so we can crowdfund yeah, this. I mean, and we would hire somebody. It's dumb, and I should rely on it. We, I wish I didn't have to rely on intellectual property to survive. But me and Brett would actually go to bodybuilding competitions and just pick the biggest guy to play He-Man. <laughs> like, I can promise you that it will not be some actor that's, like, regular actor size. We will get an enormous person to play. Right, someone that looks like a He-Man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this person, 
will and that's the big part of the pitch right that's a draw he man is gonna have like you're gonna be able to see all of his muscles like when he moves his arm they're all gonna pop Does, out. is he totally nude i'm, I'm i got he'll, i mean he'll he has a little bikini that thing that he wears with the silver belt and look oh, right, okay. and i'm a wrestling guy now I'm a he, wrestling guy, so I'm going to grease him up a little bit, of course. I love it when they come out all glistening. He has also the nice straps. He has Why the straps to go over. Why are wet? That's so they can't grab onto you and get grab a hold, yeah, man. Yeah, so that Jeez. your opponent can't oh. just, yeah, you're slippery. Does the hair is so wet? You're slick. The hair is always so you, you're Well, slick. let me explain the hair. People often ask me why all the wrestlers' hairs are wet. It's because hair looks a lot cooler when it's wet. And that is the actual <laughs> real reason their hair is wet. Because if you've ever watched, I'll give you an example. You can probably even go look some up. But a Seth Rollins match, he comes out with wet hair, but sometimes it dries through part of the match. And he looks like like Cornell West. Like his hair just kind of frizzes out and goes out real big. And you're like, what the hell are you doing, Seth Rollins? That doesn't look half as cool. <laughs> That's how you know he got beat up. <laughs> They beat the style out of his hair. They do. They do. AJ Styles doesn't get wet hair. No, he has flat iron hair. Yeah, people make fun of his hair. It's not fair, but whatever. So, yeah. Yeah, we'll get a big, huge guy. I mean, more ideas for He-Man, I'm sure, when we get back from the tour. Since that's basically all I think about now. Uh, Oh, so just I want to take... I sent you guys some t-shirts i saw you wore them to the the group city erica show and i wanted to take a second to just be uh, a shameless capitalist and try to fundraise for my local uh dsa chapter yeah uh we're selling we're selling t-shirts to try to you know buy brake lights uh and other other things that we need uh steel reserves for meetings although actually i just buy those for me so a meeting. meeting with a tall boy of steel reserve that's the new dsa <laughs> like i guarantee if you yeah. brought one of those like uh, like guys i used to hang out with in garages and stuff to that meeting they'd be like okay socialism okay. seems kind of cool i can get behind this <laughs> yeah <laughs> so uh, you, so you, if, if you have 25 dollars and need a t-shirt uh ocdsa.bigcartel.com is where we hop from uh I'm a very earnest salesman, uh, obviously, but please do buy our T-shirts. I make them in our back in my backyard. Oh, uh, they're good hand. shirts. Is it the red one? Yeah, it's a, he's the red. Yeah, one. that's cool. It. That's Look the one. That one, by the way, Brett. That's a good photo. What's that? Well, we we posted something on the OCBSA account. You look good in that shirt. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I, I mean, was, I wear it a, good it a shirt. lot too. I I actually wore it to a volleyball game this. My daughter's volleyball game because I kind of felt like cool. I'm gonna go in there uh, throwing around the socialism, see what people think. You know, like maybe oh get God. somebody to come up and talk to me. You also got some. Yeah, you I got some fists. Experience with Brian Glenn at a match. Yeah, yeah, I had I had an experience with that shirt on actually. <laughs> yeah, at uh, Latino Fest. They, uh, some guys gave him a fist or like a big nod, right? They like put the fist up like you do when the like solidarity fist, like three guys did that. And I was like, what is going on? Like, why are all these people like doing this? And I looked down, I was like, oh, I'm at a like Latino festival. It's written in Spanish. It's socialism. Okay. That makes a little bit more sense. Some of that, some of that SoCal vibe we sent you out from Orange County. It is a great shirt. It, I, it's really soft, comfortable. The print looks awesome. It's a good shirt. It makes you, you look badass. And, you know, we do. We sell some that don't even have any words on them. Your boss totally can't Google it. It's just nice. a picture of something nice. 
Okay, cool. cool. Ooh, awesome. Yeah, I had it. I wore my uh, my fake Gucci belt with it that night. I was really <laughs> popping with it. Brett and I really, yeah. Get, like, we we really get like uh, when we get these shirts, it's always like. I mean, we haven't gotten. We wore it. Th- we really. both wore it that night. Oh, that sucked. I we both wore it to the show. I had to go home and change. I was wearing. I was sitting oh, back no. there. Brian walked in with it on. He's like, "Nope, we're not matching." He turned right around. I didn't even want to stand in the same room with you. That's what they were like. Why didn't you go tell Brett where you're at? And I was like, "We can't okay. like be standing next brother. to you." I'm not gonna be twins too. Yeah. Well, and it's like we can't. I don't even want him to see it because it's gonna fuck with his mental state. It's already messing with mine. So it's like I'm gonna run home. And change this shirt, and then there won't even be an issue. It was very smart of me. And then I, w- I'm probably going to wear it on stage at one of the, the uh, one of the tour shows. Probably, it's my yeah, one of my best shirts. Uh, I'm glad. I'll I'll send you. I'll, I'll keep sending you some. There's uh, I've been tie dyeing stuff, so it won't hot off the presses. Uh, oh, that's fine. A small boy, a small tie dyed one would be put it on the kid. She wear that thing. Oh yeah. Okay. I can, I can do one of those. Hell yeah. Well, thank. Yeah, well, uh, I'll hit you up in the DM. All thanks for the shirt. That was awesome. Thanks for all your great work. He's a really good artist. He does a lot of funny shit for us. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, hell yeah. You like the art in the zines. Yeah, he's one of them. He's one of them. Let's see. We got to go. We're probably going to go speed round now, folks that are listening in. We got to keep it. We got about, that's 15 minutes extra on there. Okay, we're good. We're a good spot. Let's see who we got here. Thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to? Oh, I didn't answer the scully. I lied to him. Hello? 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 Hey, what's up? Hey, it's Max from Tucson. What's up, Max from Tucson? How's it going tonight? It's going pretty good. Uh, trying to quit smoking weed so I can find a job. It's all right. <laughs> yeah, it's a trial. Get somebody's pee, man. You can always come back to it. Yeah, weed's always going to be there. Oh, That's yeah, the yeah. thing you need to know. Kratom, maybe not, but weed's yeah. always going to be there. Anyways, uh, you guys talked a couple weeks ago about um, the guy who flipped off the cops and got, like, a whole bunch of shit for it. Yeah, yeah. Remember the dude in New York that was, like, he got a ticket, and then the cops were, like, he wasn't properly nice to me while I was giving him a ticket, and then he flipped him off, and then they, like, put him in jail and shit. I didn't know. I didn't You did the story with me as a basement show. Oh, wow. Sounds amazing. Basement show. We were really good. It was really funny what we did, but yeah. (laughs) I was wondering what, what you guys think. So, of course, like if you if you spit on a cop, that's that's going to get you in trouble. Um, what if you if, if you spit in the general vicinity? Like, I don't respect you. Like you're flipping them off. What do you think? What do you think like would happen? The floor, to spit on the ground. That's old school. That's old school. It's very that's disrespectful. What you do to a ref in a sport? You spit on the ground in front of him. Be like, no, this is bullshit. This is, my spit is on your opinion. <laughs> this spit is going to what you just said. You're ruling. Did that's you, just been something that's been on my mind for did, a second. Did you see that guy that took off? He ran and like the cop car, the back windows were open. He ran and he jumped in one window and climbed out the other and took off. Like there's a there's an, a viral Instagram video of it. His name is Josh. Free Josh. He's in jail right now. <laughs> I'm pulling it up. I was had it. I had it cooking. I was our internet sucks, but I had it cooking. Uh, I shared the link earlier today. You can follow him on Instagram. His name is. Josh Pallerlin, P-A-L-E-R-L-I-N. It's a video of him running down the street. 
Then he's like, a camera is following him. He dives through the back window of the cop car and dives out. And then the car, the cop immediately flicks the lights on and he's running, hoofing it down the street. Yeah. It sucks that they caught him. I don't think I saw that. I saw a kid also on Instagram uh, ride his skateboard across the back of one. Hell yeah. Get away with it. Hell yeah. I saw, I've seen a bunch of people mess with the cops on. Like, that's becoming, like, I think a thing where it's oh, yeah. like, let's mess around with these cops a little bit, which it's is some Instagram hits. Dangerous as hell because they're shooting everybody. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, it's funny when people do. I'm not going to be like, oh, you know, it's dangerous. Don't do it. I Obviously, I'm not, like, telling the caller on the phone right now or anybody in this room to go do it. But I think it's funny when it happens. That's all I'm saying. Like, my opinion yeah. on it is that when it happens, good news. But yeah, so uh all right. Well, yeah, I'll I'm going to try I'm going to try spitting in front of more people more often. Like just when they discuss Even if it's like someone mentions a name you don't like, you just spit on the ground. Yeah, that's why we like hissing at our show. I think it's something that might make me angry is like uh, like if I, if I read something online and I'm like if that was in person, I would totally just I feel like spitting. Yeah, I would too. Fuck those cops. Those NYPD cops that busted my man for flipping them off. Imagine you can't take getting flipped off like like that gets you to a point where you want to throw somebody in jail and fuck his day up, you know, cost him a few thousand dollars. Oh, wait, I, I have a story about someone who couldn't handle getting getting spit at, sort of. So one Go time I was riding my bike um, and so I was, I was riding my bike through an intersection and then this one car came really close to turning in front of me and it made me angry. So I kind of like. Spit. I don't know if I hit the car, but I spit in their general direction, and then I heard them like screech their tires to continue their turn after I did it. But then, like sixty seconds later, a car comes up behind me and hits me in the back of the head with a cup of ice. Holy and shit! I was like, really? Like, like I made your windshield dirty and like. I don't know. Because I felt unsafe and was angry about it. See, that's and part you're of justice. Come throw a hard object in my head. That's part of the thing about like anarchy and stuff is like you got to deal <laughs> with the true. things that come. And when you're when you join the class of us, who I am also one, who would spit on somebody when they make you mad, right? You join our yeah. crowd of people. You got to expect a cup of ice to the back of head every yeah. now and then. <laughs> like that's part of the life. I guess so. I guess you got to be that's careful thing, with your spit. That's the things cops don't understand. They're like, I'm going to put myself in a bunch of violent situations, but if anybody touches me, I'm going to fucking kill them. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's why they're bad. Yeah, like, yeah. we're good because it's like, okay, every 10 people I spit on, every probably every five people I spit on is going to slap me we'll or pull hit a me head, with ice. Pull a chunk of hair out of my head. But <laughs> yeah. you're about that spit in life. You just got to do it. You just you feel like yeah. oh my god yeah if I don't spit on this son of a bitch I'm all in. Yeah. <laughs> well, th- thanks for calling in. Uh, <laughs> yeah, thanks for taking it, guys. Yeah, spitting spitting in front of people is cool. It's when we do live shows, we always tell people when they when we say a name they don't like, they should hiss. Yeah, which is fun, and it is always fun. Every single time when you say like somebody's name and it's like, <laughs> it like makes me 10% more likely to say a person's name that's shitty, which usually we don't talk about like politicians or, or like pundits and stuff like that. But if you want to hear my opinion on Ezra Klein, it's that when I just promise you'll hiss the other people that I say, and then you'll get to hear like, oh, fuck him. He's a, 
he's the guy that wrote the article about like there people aren't thinking enough about weed addiction. Oh, rush to legalize. Yeah, I saw that. Ugh. I skimmed over it. I think I didn't. I didn't read it at all. I was stoned. Yeah, <laughs> stoned and smoking more weed to feed my addiction. Right. <laughs> Who cares if shit is addicted? I'm to this point now where it's just like we all know. We get involved with this stuff. Like, you can... Yeah. Who cares? And like, alcohol is it. much worse. It's proven to be much cares? worse. Who... If you're addicted to alcohol, whatever. If you're not fucking people's life off, I, I think that's fine. I really do. Sure. If you're not like... I know people... Because they never say a person has a drinking problem if they drink a six-pack of beer after work every day. And they're more fun to be around. And they, like, get things done and they go to their work in the morning. That's not an alcoholic. That's just a person who likes to – because you know these guys are going home and drinking, like, three of those 12% IPAs and shit. <laughs> yeah. And just fucking getting wild on their Xbox saying racist words and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. I know what you mean. That's not like a – whatever. If that's a drinking problem, that's – I, I mean, I think it, when it becomes a problem, it's a problem with addiction to me. It's like I don't want to be addicted to stuff personally for myself. But if somebody's like in it, it's like trying to solve it in a way. It's like it makes it harder when you when I don't know. It makes it harder when you draw these lines. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or yeah. Or when you say that, like, no one's allowed to be addicted. We're going to make being addicted illegal. And it's like, well, that there's a lot of us, though. You're. <laughs> You're going to make a lot of us illegal now. Yeah, yeah. And and it's like just being like – like they say like Kratom t- is habit-forming or addictive. And I'm just like – I mean so is fucking everything. Yeah, so is SSRIs. Yeah. yeah no shit. I will, I will attest to that. If I don't take a Celexa 40 every single day when I get up, I will melt the fuck down and have brain zaps. Yeah. You know, but that, I'm not addicted to that. I well, guess. I uh, tell you what, I went to the, the, the zoo this week and I didn't bring, I didn't prepare, I didn't have any weed or anything. So I was sober most of the day. Ugh. And uh, by the time I was leaving. <laughs> At the zoo I, of all places. It's in this really like, it's in this really like big house sit part of the city. It's like where white flight happens. Oh, yeah. People go, the Irish festival is there. It's built around a golf course. Right. You know? And uh, I was just like, you know, we need to stop with all this pussyfooting online champagne socialist shit. We need to be out here <laughs> killing the fucking cops. And we need to be out here and have a real military and just saying the world isn't going to happen anymore until there's some real fucking justice around here. I was like, that's the only way that we solve this problem. Because all these shitlords with their little mini mansions are never going to budge, you know? And then, then I smoked some weed and it calmed me down. Yeah, then you were like, I'm going to go fucking watch Evangelion, man. Yeah. What if I just watched that instead of all exactly. those ideas I had? <laughs> right. It doesn't it, make me less miserable. I will say that. Like, it doesn't make me less. Well, it just, yeah, it makes me less miserable in a way. Just take your mind off of it. Yeah. It makes doing the show more fun. It makes watching movies more fun. It makes watching TV more fun. And anything that can make life a little bit more fun always good to me yeah and i don't you know like i don't really try to get fucking stupid during the day i just have a light buzz going on which is the same with any other medication i imagine you know i understand that like doing it all the time you don't get as high but i can still smoke a blunt and fucking get lost in the middle of a shopping mall i've i mean you know both of us are real like the whole time i've been hanging out with brett we both uh, get too high like yeah it still happens still get 
I've been in a room. We've been in a hotel. I, I remember one night we did a live show and we got back to the hotel and we were just laying in a room watching some cooking show. And I kept talking about how somebody's secret ingredient was going to be one of their pubes. <laughs> and then we laughed until we fell asleep about it. Like it was the fucking funniest thing I'd ever heard. That's not even that funny. Really? <laughs> like you couldn't get me to laugh at that in a normal day. I would blank stare you like, fuck you. You're like, you just did a movie quote to me. But we were dying, man. Yeah, it was pretty funny. But it gets grosser, obviously. <laughs> you have to keep ratcheting it up. <laughs> just get gross. I don't like doing dirty jokes. But I, when I'm not on the radio, I sometimes do dirty jokes. Sure, we know that. I've been trying to do that like line, that Brock Lesnar line, where like so Brock Lesnar, they got sponsored by Miller Lite, uh, the UFC did, and Brock Lesnar was like, I ain't into this like Miller Lite. Everybody was supposed to be like, I'm drinking a nice cool Miller Lite at their at their uh, thing, you know, at the press conference after the fight. Okay. And Brock Lesnar just looks at the camera. He's like, I'm going to drink a Coors Light and I'm going to go home and climb on my woman. <laughs> really? <laughs> I've been saying that all weekend for some reason because it just popped into my eye. That climb on my woman made me laugh so hard. <laughs> wow. Wait, so did he say the wrong beer on purpose? Yeah, he said the wrong beer on purpose. He said he don't like Miller Lite. He likes Coors Light. And I know they're just two of one half dozen of the other, but it is still a, a, a revolutionary act to like be like, no, I don't care. You yeah. can't tell me to like Miller Lite. I don't like That's it. That's not my beer. I don't stand behind that beer. <laughs> I bring my own Coors Light to all the parties. <laughs> he stands behind Monster. and uh, Not Monster. What's the one he stands behind? Jimmy, Jimmy John's. John's. He'll stand behind Jimmy John's all day. Uh, and all night but like he ain't he, he's miller light no uh, it just it was such a funny like thing do we have a collar we on? do yeah no not right now we need to get our skeleton back let's get the skeleton skelly out boy girl whatever you are non-binary thanks hey. for calling street fight radio who are we talking to it's the skeleton hey. Boogly. Hey, it's David Bones. From Minneapolis. who is it david from minneapolis great we'll be there minneapolis we're going to be there I'm on excited. what day are we going to be there? The 4th. We're going to be there next week. Tuesday the 4th. We're going to be there fourth. on Tuesday. Now, we'll see what ends up happening there. What what the street fight yeah, appearance is, what it is. Uh, I we think there was a booking problem. There, I only have one place, and some, there's like an issue with the place. Racism. Yeah, I DM'd Brian earlier. Yeah, so what, what bar was it with the racist donor? Uh, n- <laughs> Nomad bar. Had a situation where oh, yeah. they called the cops on some a black guy and said he had a gun, and so that's the issue. Other people are saying that like people with anti-fascist tattoos also work there, so I'm hearing two stories. I don't know. No, yeah, I mean that's in like a punk ass neighborhood and like formerly like very anarchist. I mean I don't know about nomads specifically, but like. I feel like the punk scene in Cedar Riverside, which is where the Nomad is situated, has, like, drifted away a bit from, like, queer, bicycle, vegan, anarch, like, left anarchist, kind of towards, like, fash punk. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, like... Well, I don't, we don't have anywhere possible, else, Very plausible. Very plausible. We have a very short amount of time. I mean, we can do bullhorns in a public park if we have to. Yeah, we're going to do something there is what we're saying. It's just I don't know if I want to play at a place 
they call the police on anybody, you know, like I'm like they very yeah. publicly. Like it seems weird for Brett and I to go stand on stage at a place that very publicly called the police. I know. On I somebody. feel like if we did do it, we'd have to just mention it, and then it'd probably just get shut down. Yeah, it would end up being a problem if we mentioned it. It's just a really weird, like that's a weird situation. So I'm not super totally sure what's going to happen, but something's going to happen. We will be there, and we will be hanging out. Well, you could do it at a uh, Club Jaeger, oh, racist owner. Or you could do it at a uh, Varsity Theater, ooh, pedophile owner. Yeah, okay. Well, we want to thank, we There's need, a, we need your guidance. bar owners around this place? What do you got? What oh, do you, no, I don't, I. You got any other ideas? I have what about, no uh, connect. People, people are saying St. Paul is lit. It might be better than Minneapolis, even. Well, I mean, I mean how far is it? They're next to each other. They it's touch like a, each other. It's a Brian like, walk away. I, I live in Minneapolis. I live in Minneapolis. My office is in Minneapolis. Every morning I walk to St. Paul to take the train there. All right, let's do this. Let's see if we can figure out a place in St. Paul. Maybe even if somebody knows somebody that runs a punk house there, maybe we'll do it at a punk house if we can get the spot, you know? We just want to perform. You know, we I don't want to perform for cop know callers. people who know people. <laughs> just shot callers. Yeah, we only hang out with shot callers, not cop callers. <laughs> I might know people who know people. I can uh, send a few DMs out. I'll let you know if uh, I get any bites. Let us know. Let us know. We will definitely do it. Maybe we even be flexible on the day. We could be flexible on the day. Yeah. Oh, I might have that if we're... What days are you... Uh, we're looking at either you, uh... Monday the 3rd or Tuesday the 4th. Preferably Tuesday Word. the 4th. Yeah. Yeah, six trying to do anything in St. Paul on Monday the 3rd is going to be a fucking mess. It's the state fair, so like, there's like 4 million yahoos in the city right Let's now. Just, well, if we can find something on the 4th, if you're in St. Paul or Minneapolis and you can find us a place to play on the 4th, I don't even know if the show will be out on time or we will have announced it. And uh, for sure, we, we, would lo- we, we will hang out at a bar with you no matter what, a bar without a racist owner. And who knows, maybe they'll give us microphones and let us talk or something. <laughs> All right. Well, I wanted to call about a story that happened like nine months ago, but it just struck me today. Like, holy shit, Street Fight needs to hear this. Okay. Uh, it's fairly brief. I can fit into the speed run. Uh, so, like last November, I think I randomly searched Facebook for the phrase "protect protect Baron." I think it was in the early days of that meme. I I was not the first to come up with it, obviously. And found a group called Protect, Protect Baron Trump that had, like, at the time, like, 200 members. Okay. That seemed to be mostly in earnest. Uh, like, it was started by, like, someone who was pretty clearly a grandma, like, to, quote-unquote, protect Baron Trump for cyberbullying. Right. Someone so needs first to think thing about I did was, Baron. Like, Pardon? Someone needs to think about Baron. This is the old lady <laughs> thinking about Baron. Yeah. Yeah, no, someone needs to save Baron, and, like, what better form to do that with than an open Facebook group? <laughs> it's probably a bad idea. So, it's a good place to collect prayers, though, if you're trying to send a lot of prayers this way. That's true, that's true. The most amount of prayers you're going to get is in a Facebook open group. That's the best place to get them. I mean, the thing is, it's, like, a lot about the prayers, but it's also about the respect. That's true. Yeah, you'll so find prayers, a lot of respect, too. People have respect. respect over there. 
People love respect on Facebook. Respect. I mean, these days, one like equals one respect. It's a pretty solid exchange rate. <laughs> I hated it when they changed the things because it's like, oh, now you're just laughing at me. It used to be the only way you could interact with me was to respect me. Yeah, and now, now you can laugh at me or get mad at me. I don't like this at all. You're disrespecting me. Those don't count. <laughs> So what what happened with it? So, uh, I mean, first thing I did was like add to like a hundred of my friends to the group, uh, and then like I mean, other people had infiltrated it before me, and one of them had posted like, "I'm hearing uh, uh, my sources are telling me that Antifa is planning an attack on Baron in approximately a week's time. Can anyone confirm?" And I so I responded like. My sources are telling me that Antifa is uh, conspiring with a, uh, a number of people, including uh, ISIS, Al-Qaeda, Iran, and uh, PETA, to splash paint all over Barron outside Trump Tower in a week. Then <laughs> uh, somebody else commented on that. Clearly a Soros plot, and I was like, glad other patriots can see through to the real story. <laughs> anyway, got bored with this, like, about a week past. Um, and someone messages me... Dude, I found this randomly. I cannot believe it. It's a clickbait article that's like, this mom started a Protect Baron Facebook group to protect the president's son, and trolls invaded it. Um, oh, wow. And <laughs> included in this is like a screen cap of like those two things I mentioned earlier. And so I, of course, like share it on Facebook, like... This is my crowning moment. This is better than getting published. Like, everything I've done before now is shit compared to this. This is my life. And my mom shared it, too, saying, like, so proud of you, David. Um, Did she know what was going on? Yeah, no, she read the article. And she's was a like, pro oh, poster? Oh, that's hilarious. But, yeah. What? She's a pro poster. No, she's a poster. She's a poster. She's, she's learning the ways. And so... Anyway, her cousin, my first cousin once removed, I guess, starts commenting on it, and it gets real fucking ugly, and it ends with something along the lines of, oh, several cousins got involved. They basically all cut her out of their life, like one of them wrote, like, David's mom, if you're truly proud of your son's trolling, then I'm ashamed to share blood with you. Whoa. So, my cyberbullying Baron, like, actually, like, I mean was the culmination of an existing schism in my mom's family. Yeah, that's, uh, so did you have uncomfortable holidays because of this yet? Is that coming up this year? Uh, no, I mean, I haven't seen them in about, I don't know, some bar mitzvah 10 years ago. Okay, they left, okay. like, the concentration of my relatives in Florida and apparently got increasingly isolated and conservative ever since. Yeah, that's a lot of families that end up doing that. Um, well, I'm glad that you were able to let them know that the terrorism hits very close to home and that sometimes even members of your family could be online doing something despicable as telling a fib. Yeah. Well, uh, thanks for having me. I guess that's all I had to say. Oh, yeah. Can I plug my Twitter handle? Yeah, yeah, get in there. All right, I'm, I'm at... Birdshit420. Birdshit underscore 420. Wow, I thought all the good ones were taken. And you know, I can give you a little special thing too. Back in my back in my day on Twitter, uh, where I used to post a mm -hmm. lot of conservative memes, 
I still do sometimes, but I posted a lot more in the past. I posted one that was like a sign on an employer's door that said, I'm sorry, we can't, we do not discriminate, but like we can't hire liberals because they're not free thinking. There was like a big dumb meme about yeah. liberals. And Mad World News wrote an article about the conservative owner of Street Fight Radio, Brian Quinby. Who will not <laughs> hire liberals? Street Fight Radio. Yeah, they yeah. were calling me like the owner. Like th- this radio show doesn't put up with these snowflakes. Brian said, "As the o- he did write as the owner of Street Fight, this is what we have hanging on the wall." And it says, "Yeah, don't bother if don't bother applying if you're a liberal because you you can't think straight. Uh, you don't uh, you ask always ask for someone else to do things for you. It was just like the worst fucking thing." I, I'll have it in two seconds. It. Yeah, I'll read it right before before we take the next call. But yeah, we'll leave you on so you can I hear me. I feel like read I've it. seen like five versions of that. I know. It was really just a meme. It wasn't like, it was like a pretty common one. Sure. It comes out all the time. And, uh,. It was it was just weird. It was written like I was a like really good conservative warrior though, which then like now that I think about all the conservative online warriors, uh I always I always think about like you think of those conservative online warriors and they're like, Man, they ain't doing nothing. They're just mo-. like it's so yeah. easy to get covered by these right. people. I mean it's all made up. Everybody's just trying to sell Trump mugs, really. Yeah. They're trying to drop ship you yeah. a Trump hat. Here it is. Here it is. Here's the. I got the headline. Unemployed liberals ticked at brutally honest sign hung by badass employer. (laughs) 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 After realizing he was a bit short staffed, an employer decided to let the world know that he was hiring. In order to do so, he posted a badass sign on his business. But lazy leftists everywhere in an uproar over its brutally honest message. The liberal mindset is flawed, and it's having a devastating effect on this nation. Knowing this, an employer named Brian, who is looking to hire a few extra hands to help out with his business, decided to make it clear that he he didn't want any such progressive mentality infecting his workplace. And it says, we do not job act. So I put, I have this hanging up in the HR department at Street Fight Radio HQ. And it said, job applicants, please note. We do not hire liberals. This is not because we disagree with their political views. It's because working here requires superior reasoning, logic, reading, comprehension skills, and in our experience, liberals are deficient in those areas. We found that they make decisions based on their emotions, not logic. This would be very detrimental to our business. We regret any inconvenience this may cause. And like, so this guy posted this sign of me, like, he wrote this. In order to keep the liberal mindset at bay, Brian decided to post a straight-to-the-point sign in the HR department at Street Fight Radio in Columbus, Ohio, that read. And then he posted it, and it says, As one will imagine, liberals are none too pleased with the sign after seeing it on social media. <laughs> so I, I, it's like getting in those clickbait ads kicks ass. And, like, I highly recommend it if you have the chance to just – all you have to – they will take things so seriously. You just have to do it earnestly. You know what I mean? You just have to be earnest about it. Why would a radio show have an HR department? (laughs) This actually, like, this tangentially uh, connects well with a fantasy I've been running over lately. Like, just, like, how fucking easy it is to gain credence in these conservative, like, circles. You can be just, like, the most blatant-ass snake oil salesman 
and you can get fucking nominated for the like GOP uh, ticket for Congress they're, in some bumfuck district in Wyoming or whatever. Yeah, they're just and looking so, for people oh, yeah, that, that are willing to go along with the program. Sorry, go ahead. So what I want to do is use my like natural wit and charm, uh, shave, like cut my hair, change my name, probably try to delete my internet presence. Run for Congress for as, on the conservative ticket, running a, you know, down the line, like Trumpian, whatever. Okay. And then once I'm nominated, roll out my final campaign plank, Purple Hearts for the 9-11 hijackers. Damn. And to see where it goes from there. Yeah, that would be an uproar. That would be a way to shake That'd things up. You like the new Trump. That'd be real fun. I mean, they, they died for what they believed in. Can you say the same? No. Not at all. Well, thanks for calling in. I really appreciate it. Uh, we got to get this next call here. Yeah, don't let me keep you. Have a good night, guys. Peace out. All right, one more to go. This is we need to get a last caller music, like a sound or something, for this. Uh, thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to? Hey, what's up, guys? It's Chi. What's up, man? What's up, Chi? How you um, doing? Last caller of the night. Last caller for the next two weeks. Make it good. Oh, it's a good one. I'm super excited. All right. Um, yeah, the um, it, you guys are right. I got I got a better job. You got a better? Is it a drug job? It is. Oh, I'll okay. still be a drug scientist. Hell yeah! I what happened? Be, um. So the company that makes the instruments that we use to do our testing, um. Someone from there reached out to me, and they were like, hey, there's another lab that's starting up, and they need, um, they just were looking for, like, some help sorting some things out, like, you know, just had some questions, and so they were like, can we give you their number? And I was like, yeah, sure. And they called me, and they were like, hey, so, you know, how long did it take you to get set up, and how many people did it take to run this and this, and had these questions, and I was telling them, they were like, oh, so, you know, what's your story? And I was like, well, yeah, I came on as a tech, and I showed up, and I was the only person there, and so I had to turn everything on and make it work. And they were like, oh, really, really? I was like, yeah, well, would you be interested in coming to work for us? Tight. And uh, I told them straight up that, like, you know, I would have to get everything in writing this time, and I wasn't going to operate on promises or, you know. Yeah, level up. For the future, and they were willing to meet all of everything I wanted, and I'm insanely excited because they seem like you know a company that wants to do things I wouldn't say ethically because it's still a business but you know they want to do the science the right way and they uh they want me on board as like one of the main team members and well they know what they're getting i mean they're paying you what you're worth right they're giving you what you're worth because they're probably making an insane amount of money off of it Actually, um, offered me a little bit of equity and profit sharing. So, I know one of the callers earlier was talking about how profit share is not all it's cracked up to be all the time, but it is still money. I will, I'll be super happy to be less alienated from my labor. The for sure seeing you know do make helping the company do better. If I have to be, you know, working for a boss, at least to see some little bit of that come come back to me will be. Very gratifying after the past two years and everything I've been through. Yeah, I tell you what, man, you should um, 
Those motherfucking little oil pills you gave me, you should get those out there because those things are like twank tranquilizers. <laughs> like they sent me in a very crazy place. Oh yeah, those that uh, that that uh, cartridge I have is the best tasting thing I've ever had too. The, oh, the terpenes the one. Terpenes Brian one is saying is the, terpenes is better than mint now. It's better than most traditional flavors. Really? I think I've never had a good. I've never had one that tastes that good. It tastes so fucking... Terpenes taste good, y'all. I love terpenes. terpenes. <laughs> well, I'm glad to hear you like it, man. Hell yeah. I lost one of them, though, because I'm a fucking idiot. But I still have one. <laughs> It'll show up in between your seats when you most need it. I hope. I moved my couch. I think I lost it at a restaurant. Dang. Uh, some waiter, some waitstaff got a, got a hookup. That thing was full. <laughs> nice. This is my best battery. Damn, I'm just crying, getting ready to cry thinking about it, really. <laughs> Seems really rough. me out. Now you share good news, and now I'm remembering a bunch of bad news. <laughs> this is all fucked up, man. Well, uh, I'll have to bring some more cardies to make up for it for you. Hell yeah. I wish you, wish you were coming to the next show. <laughs> yeah, I had fun bowling. You're a hell of a bowler. That was the best bowling game of my life, man. That'll never happen again. <laughs> <laughs> well, Chi, thank you for calling. Congratulations. We are going to head out of here on our two-week excur- excursion. Mm-hmm. And, uh, well, two day, Brett and I are for two days hide at our homes and be like, oh, isn't it great how this is a home? We've made this place for ourselves. It's a beautiful home. And then we will do one podcast. And then we will not be home for a very long time. Right. <laughs> and I'll be depressed. So... Thank you for calling. That's it, man. Once we yeah. come back, though, I'm, I'm definitely putting the West Coast together. I'm going to give us a few months and then fill in the dates with some drivable locations. Westy, coasty, westy. Co- and yeah, if you're close to Columbus, maybe we'll try to get Pittsburgh and a few places like that, too, soon. Yeah, and uh, Columbus, Ohio, we are going to be doing the Brake Light fundraiser for the DSA here in Columbus. They're also raising money uh, September 21st. We're doing a concert. There's going to be a bunch of bands there. We're going to MC, hang out, you know, hit the packs with us, and uh, raise money for a good cause. Uh, you are listening to Street Fight Radio once again, coming to you from the Free Press Studios here in Columbus, Ohio. You can find us on WCRSFM.org or on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. We do a live stream, and you can go watch those at our YouTube channel slash Street Fight WCRS. Also on Facebook, also on Twitter, also on Instagram, at Street Fight WCRS. Um, and if you get a chance, if you get a chance, I'm telling you, a night like you've never experienced before, the Everly Brothers experience is something you got to see. I'm telling you, up close and personal. They're coming to Salina, Ohio. They're going to be in Arizona. They're going to be in Washington. 